Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks and weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, scratch-offs, or the lottery, you can create a big parlay. You pick three bets to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. College basketball tips off with Kentucky, Duke, and Michigan State, Kansas. Let's go! <laughs> the Cowboys and Eagles play what could be an NFL playoff elimination game coming up. We also have college football, NBA, and NHL, and I think you can still get your politics bet in right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the end of the show, you'll have a couple locks for that. My bookie <laughs> is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week with my bookie and they will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. That's a big sentence to put into a read. Wow. That's a lot. At BetMyBookie on Twitter, they personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as the new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code PAT and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code PAT. You play, you win, you get paid. I love my bookie. We're coming to you live from the my bookie studio. They do personally answer everybody. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody seems to love them. You got yep. a question? Your shit ain't working. Go to bet my bookie on Twitter. They'll answer everything. Uh, also, did you know that sixty six percent of men lose their hair by the age of thirty five? Wow, did not know that. The thing is, when you start to notice your hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Are there any bald spots yet? How will you feel a year from now if it's business as usual up there, huh? I ask you. Do you want a bald spot to pop up, or do you want to do something about it? Do something about it. Do you want your hairline to recede, or do you want to do something about it? Do, do something, something about it. Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? You ever heard of it? Yep. Forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions that are backed by science. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward in-person doctor visits. You save hours by going to forhims.com. It's just so easy. You answer a few quick questions the doctor will review and can prescribe you the products are shipped directly to your door you order now and listeners of this show can get a trial month of hymns for just five dollars while supplies last see website for full details this would cost hundreds if not thousands if you want to a doctor or a pharmacy go to forhims.com slash pat that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash p-a-t forhims.com slash pat it is November 6th, Election Day. Get out there and do your civic duty and vote for people to take offices and vote on things that will probably never happen anyway. <laughs> it's a big day. You should go vote. That's a real thing. We have incredible conversations today with a, a big name in the NFL now oh, after yeah. Thursday night. Sure. George Kittle, Iowa Hawkeye tight end that blew up the spot on Thursday night in the Battle of the Bay for San Francisco stops by for an electric conversation. The boys are blogging now, so I talk with each one of them about their individual blogs that are going up. I think you're going to enjoy the hell out of the 
of the day. I think you're going to. Mm-hmm. Tweet me at Pat McAfee Show if you have any questions to be uh, potentially on the next episode. You'll use the hashtag chat with Pat and you will potentially be a part of Thursday's episode. Uh, at Pat McAfee Show, at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy. They will probably be the ones picking it. And hashtag chat with Pat. Get your questions on the show. I can't wait to hear them. Without further ado, let's get right to the conversations. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is a Hawkeye. And on Thursday night football, he became a staple in the football world with a one-handed gimme-that and a touchdown. He's being considered the greatest healthy tight end in the NFL today. Wrestling (laughs) fan, George Kittle. What's up, Cuzzy? (laughs) Sounds like you practiced that one once or twice. No, I didn't. I actually just got out of the shitter, and I heard that you were calling at this exact moment, and I got so excited, and you called literally at the perfect time as soon as I sat down. So it was just, it was a perfect thing that happened right there. Speaking of perfect, what a Thursday night for you, George. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, I'll get out there uh, Thursday night football. Not bad. Who the hell is this quarterback now? Mullins? Did you guys know that he was this good, or what, what has been going on? In, pr- in practice, he's been crushing? Uh, I mean, Nick Mullins, I think he got, um, like he's got maybe like 10 snaps the whole year. Uh, Jesus. But he's just a guy that he's in his book 24-7. He knows the game plan just as well as Coach Shanahan does. And, you know, it's all on him for how well he did. Is he So he's a nerd? Yeah, like you guys hang out together or no? Love Nick Mullins. You know, BDN, he's a great guy. Really? He threw you a hell of a highlight reel. I think that's probably why you love him more now. Is that the case? <laughs> yeah, also a little bit. But, uh, no, nah, he's great. I mean, hey, you saw that he's broken all of Brett Favre's passing records to Southern Miss, right? Uh, Favre t- tweeted him and called him, too. I don't know if you saw it. They ran with that very hard. I don't know if you saw that on TV, Kittle. I, I told every reporter I possibly knew that story because I think it's so cool. I think it's beautiful. Brett Favre is an absolute legend, and it looks like Mullins is on his way. He's undefeated, just like Jimmy G was, just like Jimmy G was <laughs> last year until that unfortunate incident. I remember going into the year. The 49ers, it was like the 49ers year. This is going to be the 49ers year. We got a handsome Italian quarterback. We got a team around him. Shanahan's a genius. And then he gets hurt week one. You said, Very, he is an attractive son of a bitch. I mean, that guy's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, you know, the way we wanted our season to go. Just start, you know, with uh, we lost our running back, too, Jet McKinnon, uh, like a couple days before the first game. So, uh, but hey, it's football. It's 17 weeks, and it just goes and goes and goes. And, no, no one really cares if you guys are hurt. So I think we've done pretty well, and uh, you know we're going to try to get some more wins this season. Jimmy G gets hurt. Your running back gets hurt. Ray, basically, that's week one. So it's like whenever Andrew Luck gets hurt uh, for us, it was like midseason normally. He's like, ah, this guy's damn near dead. Beginning of the year, you guys basically get ruined, decimated by injuries in very key positions. Who are some leaders in the locker room that were like, hey, let's go. We got to continue to keep rocking. Are you a voice of the team? Was Pierre Garçon a big name there? Maybe some offensive linemen, Robbie Gold. Who are the who are the leaders in our locker room over there? Uh, I mean, right away, you got Richard Sherman. I mean, he's awesome. He's been a great addition to our locker room. I mean, then you got the legend, Joe Staley. Uh, he's just incredible to be around great in the locker room uh and pierre yeah he pierre's a great voice i mean he's he's one of a kind and marquis goodwin is great too uh, i mean you just said guys left and right i mean no one really backed down from him and everyone stepped up and said hey we're gonna we're gonna do something with it 
Richard Sherman got is wearing the C. I think I noticed that on Thursday. That was the most one of the most impressive things I saw on Thursday. Richard Sherman this summer got roasted by Marquise Goodwin, and the internet lost their fucking mind. Um, it was insane. It wasn't very fair to Richard Sherman. But the arrival of Richard <laughs> Sherman, is he completely opposite, or what is he as opposed to what you expected he was going to be? He is so laid back, and he loves video games, and he's kind of a he's also kind of a nerd in a in his own way, in all good ways. And it's uh, he's, he's, he's I didn't know he was going to be so easy to relate to. I mean, you know, he's a vet, he's won Super Bowls, he's done this and that, but he just comes in every day and he treats everyone with the same respect. And, uh, and he, I really got to hand it to a guy like that who's you know seen it all, and uh, he can still act like that. You're a big wrestling fan, right? Uh, I try my best. I've been a fan for like four or five years. My buddy that's a semi-pro wrestler got me hooked. Oh, man. Who's your guy? Who's your guy or girl? Who's your guy or girl? My favorite or my friend? Favorite of all time. Oh, Seth Rollins. Just because he's from Iowa. I got to go to his wrestling school. I've been able to talk to him, hang out with him sometimes. And he's a football guy. So uh, he's definitely my favorite. And then close second, third after that is Stone Cold and The Rock. God, that's a good list you got there. I don't want to make you jealous. I had dinner with Seth Rollins, I think, just last week. His schedule is asinine. It is the most asinine schedule I've ever seen in my life. It's stupid. I would never want that. Dude, I was talking to him. We were talking about, what, 45 minutes? Oh, yeah, a long time. We are talking 45 minutes, and 35 minutes of it was him telling us his schedule and me just telling him how fucking absurd it was. He's, like, driving. go, Go ahead. It's awful. I mean, like, what? It's, he doesn't have any free time. He's just either driving or flying somewhere all, all the time. You're what? Six foot? What? Six five? Uh, I'm six four. Uh, that's on me. I gave you a couple inches there. Made you have to answer that you were smaller. That's a real alpha <laughs> yeah, I'll move. Take, I'll take inches wherever I can get them. Man. Six four, coming out of Iowa. Were you drafted to the Niners, or did you? Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, fifth round. Okay, so this is your second year, third year. Yep, second year. Okay, Jimmy G comes in last year. You guys go undefeated. San Francisco 49ers, the whole entire city of San Fran is like, holy shit, we got a guy? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's kind of how it happened. It was kind of – it just – everything blew up. Um, it was crazy. I mean, meeting him the first time and all that stuff. It was – yeah, the city was pretty pretty damn excited to see Jimmy G uh, arrive to the Bay Area. What's Lynch like as a boss? Former player, then a commentator – now he's a boss. He seems to be likable. He's making videos before primetime, before the Thursday night primetime game. He made like a content video with an Australian guy trying to figure out which team he would be of the Bay. John Lynch sends him a line like, hey, from what I hear, they're going to Las Vegas anyways. In a couple, it was like a good little fun little content piece. Seems to have a good personality. How is he as the boss? How does he run the ship over there? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, you know, he doesn't, you know, talk in front of the team too often, but when he does, everyone listens. And I mean, he's got. He knows what he's talking about too, because he's, he's been through it all. Um, he's the best, though. I mean, he he relates to the guys. He'll come down to the locker room, talk to us. Um, and you, you don't, there's no really intimidation factor talking to John Lynch. He's he's just he's a player's guy and can't ask for much more. That's awesome. He built quite a team over there. If it wasn't for a couple injuries, I think we're talking about a whole new 49ers. Speaking of geniuses, young little geniuses, too, Shanahan seems like the kid genius that doesn't get as much respect because McVay's hot right now. Everybody's talking about McVay. Nobody really talks about Shanahan. I saw him on Pardon My Take. Incredible interviews. He looked miserable the entire time, though. Is, he, is that his look? Uh, I'm pretty sure Coach Shanahan loses like 30 pounds during the season. <laughs> Just stressed out at all times. 
I mean, I don't know. It, being being a football coach in the NFL just has to be one of the most stressful jobs to do. And so, uh, no, but he he's incredible. I mean, you should you should be in one of his install meetings. It's just the way he talks about plays, and then he breaks them down, and they're so simple to him. And it's like you're reading like the Pythagorean theorem, and you're kind of sitting like, "Holy cow, what am I looking at?" And then he figures out how to break it down for the rest of us. Ah, uh, I love that he has to dumb it down for the idiot from Iowa. <laughs> 100%. Hey, hey, this six 100%. foot, this six foot four cornfield motherfucker is really good. So I got to figure out how to explain this play to him. I got to figure it out. You're a monster over there. You're like half the offense over. There. Did you know that that was coming this year? Is this? Uh, I would assume that you've been – I mean, to be honest, you never hear Kittle's name mentioned when we talk about tight ends. Everybody talks about Gronk. They used to talk about Hernandez, killed a couple people. He's gone. You talk about Greg Olson. You talk about Travis Kelsey. You never really hear, hear about Kittle. You never hear about the other white meat out there in San Francisco 49ers. I don't know what that's all about, George. Hey, we're changing that this year. You're goddamn right. One-handed grabs on Thursday Night Football scoring a touchdown for a team that nobody thought they could even score a touchdown. It's awesome. It was pretty cool. Travis Kelsey followed me on Twitter today. That was a that was a peak for me. Hey, <laughs> did, you, did have you followed him for a while, or is this a recent to relationship? Oh no, I've been following him for a while. Are you kidding me? He is entertaining. That I guy. follow like every single tight end because you know I like tight ends that succeed, man. Who are some of the tight ends you look up to? Is who would you watch film of and shit like that? Oh, my favorite tight end is Dallas Down, no, no question. Um, I grew up like watching him play in college, and then. He'd come back to our camps at Iowa and you know, talk to the tight ends and stuff. Just hearing a guy like that talk about football is incredible. Um, he was a linebacker at, at Iowa, I think, for a year, and then went over to tight end for a year and then left early, I think, if I know Dallas Clark's story right. Yeah, no, he was a linebacker and then tight end. and Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, I mean, I love watching him. I love watching Kelsey, Gronk, Ertz. Um, and I like watching Evan Ingram and O.J. Howard, too. They're pretty fun to watch. How do you get better? How does George Kittle get better? What do you need to work on? Better hands? What do you need? Better hands? You need to get faster? Hey, I mean, you can always get better hands and get faster, right? I don't uh, think so. Can you get faster? I don't know if you can. I thought I peaked like high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, you know what? I think you can. If uh, you got to lose a little you know, body fat and stuff, but uh, I feel like you can get a little something. faster here and there. Maybe quickness is a better way to describe it. Hey, you're going to body shame me when you're out there in San Fran? They're going to ruin you, bro. <laughs> you're going to get attacked out in San Francisco for body shaming me like that right there. I would never body shame you, man. You, you, you're the peak of male physique. <laughs> What's it like living in San Francisco? I only went out there one time for the Super Bowl, and it was absurd. I saw, well, I saw homeless I people doing It's an hour south in San Jose, so I literally live in the heart of Silicon Valley. Wow, are you going to invest in any of these apps? You can become a billionaire out there if you get you know the right people. Uh, you know, it, it, I need to make some more money before I start investing, but that'd be pretty fun. Oh yeah, you're on your second year fifth round draft pick too, so you're still getting min salary probably. Dominating on Thursday night yeah. getting min salary right now. Yeah, it's you know, uh that yeah, that, that's about how it goes. And taxes in California, what? 75% you're paying taxes over there? Uh 69%. That's <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Great haircuts over there in, in the, the valley, though. I don't know about – actually, I've never been in the middle of uh, Santa's. There's not a lot to do. Well, yeah, what do you do out there? What happens in Silicon Well, so I, mean, I spent the whole weekend in San Francisco with my fiance, which is pretty awesome. Um, but in Silicon Valley, Congrats, you, you got to go to either a Sharks game or drive an hour to the coast. That's what you do for fun. Well, congrats on being engaged. Is that an Iowa lady? 
Yeah, she played basketball at the University of Iowa. Oh, you guys are just going to create avatars? How tall is she? Six, six foot tall? Yeah, she's six feet tall. Yeah, I'm going for the avatar, baby. It's an investment. <laughs> uh, will you let your kid play football? Uh, yeah. I don't know how early tackle football starts. You know, it's different wherever you live, but uh, I mean, I think everyone should experience football. It teaches you way, way too many good lessons. Who's your favorite coach of all time? Everybody loves Kirk oh. Ferentz that's been through there. Everybody. Pat Anger loves Kirk Ferentz. I mean, you know, personally, my dad coached me up until high school, so he's my favorite coach of all time, but Kirk KF is uh, he's, he's the GOAT. He's special, huh? You Iowa guys really, really like him. What does he do? Does he just relate to you guys? He's nice to you guys, treat you guys right, set you up on path of success? What is it? Yeah, I mean, you just hit it. Yeah, you, you hit it right there. I mean, he's just all, I mean, basically all he says is, hey, if you, you know, just do what you're supposed to do, you're going to finish Iowa with a great career, and uh, you get your uh, you get your degree, you're going to live a great life. And, I mean, all you do is follow what he tells you to do, and it's pretty easy, and everyone succeeds. It does seem like that. It seems like every player that comes from Iowa succeeds. Now, granted, yeah. not, not yeah. a lot of the, the white folks make it into the NFL there from Iowa, <laughs> but it does seem as if everybody that comes from Iowa is always highly respected and appreciated and does well. It seems as if that is the case. Kirk Ferentz seems to be running a good ship out there. Yeah, it is a ship that runs in a straight line 24-7. You and Pat Anger get along whenever uh, you were at Iowa, or was he before you? So he was before me, but he came back this summer going into our – when we went undefeated at Iowa. And he's actually I, – I attribute a big part of my uh, success to Pat Anger. Let me hear it. And then I don't think – I doubt he remembers it. So Pat Anger, he, I, got, I got him for like 20 seconds um, – because Coach Ferentz told the story, like, you know, Pat Angry didn't play much his first two years, and then he turned to, like, a starter, and then he was in the NFL as a second-round draft pick. And so I asked him what he changed in his life. He's like, well, I kind of just stopped being an asshole, and I stopped drinking so much. I went to sleep. I studied more football, and I stopped fighting people. <laughs> and so that, I kind of took that, uh, and, you know, I kind of – because I didn't play at all, like, my first two and a half years of college. And so uh, kind of used the same uh, – I didn't really fight people, but I used that same mentality, and that kind of helped me out. That is fucking awesome. Pat Anger is going to love hearing that. Him saying, yeah, I just stopped being an asshole and stopped drinking as much. Turn somebody's life around. Like, Pat Anger is going to really appreciate that. I hope you know that. And I'm thankful that that happened because what you are becoming is something very special, George. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Pat, I doubt he remembers the conversation. It was literally like 15 seconds in the middle of a lift at 6 a.m. on like a Wednesday <laughs> in the middle of summer. But I remember it. That sounds like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> if you ain't first or last, like when he was a little kid, his dad leaving, it's like just a two second period of the life that completely changed the direction of Ricky Bobby's whole life. And then at the end, no, I didn't even there's second place. There's a lot. I didn't even, I was probably high when I said that to you. <laughs> Pat Anger is probably like, <laughs> Pat, that sounds exactly like something Pat Anger would say though. So it makes, it would be right on course and it's ha awesome that it happened. Who are you guys playing next? And are you guys going to ever lose again now that Mullins is quarterback? We got Giants on Monday Night Football. Let's uh, go. You know, you got to talk to you got to talk to him about that because um, you know he. I, I'm not going to say no because it is it is uh, Big Dick Nick. <laughs> <laughs> how is how is the locker room treating him since everything that's happened? Oh, I mean, because I don't know if you guys saw, but so in the preseason, our first preseason game, we're losing to the Cowboys, and uh, he went on. I was was it third? I think it was third string guys were in. And he mounts this epic comeback, like a game-winning drive with like a minute left. And it goes like 80 yards. Nice. And it was just, yeah, it was incredible. And, uh, you know, the whole locker room just blew up after that, you know, cheering for him and stuff. And it was the exact same reaction, uh, you know, 
after the Thursday night game. And yeah, he's he's fantastic, and uh, it, the treat the team loves him. Like, there's nothing about the guy that you don't like. All right, well, good luck against the Giants. I'm gonna bet on you guys. Oh, please, I am. I'm gonna bet on you too. There's probably a prop bet whether or not six foot four Iowan will get in the end zone, and I'm gonna bet on you. Please do. You got a high I fade. Put more pressure on Nick. Hey, that you were off on the sideline. I think they were fucking with your foot or something. Your ankle. Oh no, man. I, I'm all good. You kidding me? Just uh, what does the NHL say? Just like a body injury. <laughs> yeah, lower body injury. <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's just we're all good. Well, they zoomed in on you sitting on the sideline. You look like you're in a little bit of pain. I noticed the fresh fade. I noticed that there was a good fade on your head right there. I thought it was pretty impressive. You should go with the mullet, maybe. The mullet? Holy oh, goodness gracious! Ah, the fiance might not. Maybe like it. the fiance might that, not like that. It. I'm gonna have to work on that. I'll add, I'll clear it through, uh, Mr. Lynch. Oh, good idea. Think about the boss first. Well, both bosses, fiance and John Lynch. I think that's probably a good idea, George. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great one. I appreciate you so much. Good luck with everything, too. You're crushing it. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Kind of a dream come true for me. Love you guys. I don't want to hear that bullshit, George. <laughs> George. No, seriously. I fucking I, I love I love listening to you guys. It's so fun. Well, we appreciate you so much. Uh, Diggs, Todd, and everybody's bloggers right now, so they're literally blogging. So they're going to come in and talk about their blogs here in a second. So you miss them, but I'm sure literally everybody is a fan of yours, George. So I hope you go on and crush it. We're betting on you heavy. Good luck in San Jose. Get in on an app, by the way. That's billion dollars there. No more touchdowns need to be scored if you just go in on a good app. Maybe get the... uh, Maybe maybe be rich and then also find Snapchat. That's that's something you could do. Score touchdowns and be a founder of Snapchat. I'll do my best to get in on that. All Cheer- right, thanks, Pat. Cheers, George. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us, Diggs at Diggs with a Z, blogger for the Pat Show dot com, co-host of Heartland Radio, also mm-hmm. Pat McAfee Show. Uh, Diggs, great to see you. Great to see you, Pat. Good to be here. It's really nice in here today. It is, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's a nice, good lighting, a little open. <laughs> Zito's not here. That's kind of fucked yep. up. He'll be here in a little bit. Uh, George Kittle was a good guy, though. To- said Pat Angerer mm-hmm. changed his life because Pat Anger came back to Iowa, did a lift at like mm-hmm. six a.m. And George, so Pat Anger didn't start his first couple of years, uh-huh. and then he became a starter, and then he was second-round draft pick. George Kittle was hoping for the same career path. He didn't play his first couple of years. Pat Anger tells him it's 6.15 in the morning. The reason why he got better is because he stopped being an asshole, uh-huh. stopped drinking as much, mm-hmm. and started going to sleep earlier and taking oh. care of himself. And stopped fighting people. And stopped fighting people. <laughs> <laughs> and George Kittle took that 15-second lesson uh-huh. and applied it to his life in fifth-round draft pick. Now he's one of the best tight ends in the game. He came out of nowhere this year. Like- I, I told him that, by the way, straight to his face. Literally told him, I never heard his name. I have no idea who he is. Cool guy. Really cool guy. Big fan of the show. He I said mean, he's a big fan of yours. He showed out. I appreciate that. I don't know if he said you. <laughs> I'm part of the show. <laughs> so he said it. Ipso facto. <laughs> That one hand, he showed out against the Raiders like that one handed catch and then he's pretty fast too. Yo, Big Dick Nick is what they call Nick Mullins. Really? Yeah, every Nick is named Big Dick Nick. But all that. <laughs> Except Not for ours. Nick Mar- <laughs> <laughs> His name's Frank. <laughs> so I, I, you're blogging now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, PatMcAfeeShow.com just launched a new store. Put out a bunch today. Potentially a new blog. I don't know if the blog is up and running yet, but oh, we have. It's not it's supposed it's to be. Not, it's not yet. It's supposed to be up yesterday. Yeah. 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 I know. I thought today was the first day. I fucking threw five up there. I was ready to go. Oh, you're ready to dominate oh, yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah. But they'll still be up there for people whenever they go, whenever it goes live. Yeah, maybe yeah. today, by the way. The day this podcast Tuesday, maybe today. But I've been enjoying watching you do your research and mm-hmm. figure things out because you're very much invested in the NFL. Now you get more outlets for it. Yeah, and it also, like, paying attention to the NFL and everything that's going on in the NFL is actually is very hard. Like, 
So much going There's on. There's so much go like this weekend so much happened. Today a lot fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Or yesterday, whatever it is. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yes, time. The there's just so much information at all times, and like there's like 20 blogs that could be written a day, so it's hard to actually like pick and choose which ones you want to write. And then it, in the end, you're just like, well, write the ones that you're actually passionate about, so it's not you're just not throwing shit out there. The office has changed. The dynamic of the office has changed. It really has. It has become a busy bee work. Mm-hmm. Blogging has really, I don't want to say peaked interest, but a lot of people have gotten their interest peaked by this blogging thing. And I'm watching Nick and Todd and Diggs yeah. and Ty, who's editing editor of the whole thing. I'm watching you guys like dive into stuff, and it's kind of cool to watch you like enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is why blogs work because people get so intrigued. <laughs> by it. I, I work. We worked for a blog company Correct. for a while. I never learned how to blog. Now I have my own blog. Still don't know how to blog. I think I'll figure it out. I got a little. It got on my phone, which means we're taking steps. Uh-huh. But you are really enjoying the hell out well, of it. Well, I also I think it's because I also know the other side. Like before I got into this, when I was just in sales and stuff like this, I couldn't watch videos or anything like that all day at work because obviously you'd get in trouble and you wouldn't get any fucking work done but i did always have uh blog sites up and stuff like that so i could read all day long so i kind of have an idea of kind of what i liked oh, from blogs that's good that's good news that's that what we're i know my people my cube people they enjoy it hey this dumbass got out of the zoo that we're in <laughs> got out of the cage and now he's writing speaking of what are you writing about what happened in the nfl uh today i gave out my second annual ctgss award for the people that are new here what does that stand for <laughs> that is the claus and tebow gabbert sanchez shop osweiler leaf russell dilfer bowler liner wanky harrington car couch peterman award peterman got added <laughs> <laughs> i'm so proud couch of- and peterman got added because i needed a nice solid 16 number he is so new to be added to that name of legendary failures he's, it is he has no chance that dude is the worst he's so bad at football oh this week God. like he threw another three interceptions he's one of the nominees i'll just start he's he's my first nominee this week he threw another three interceptions two of them weren't really his fault but he just it's his drug like it's it's his heroin he needs to throw interceptions <laughs> so whether it's his fault or not they're gonna happen like it happens every single week bro it is such a shame for him because he's trying so hard i he, mcdermott wants him to succeed I, I don't think i've ever seen a quarterback set up for success this much in my entire life honestly i don't even think peyton was set up for this amount of success that this guy just getting opportunity <sighs> after opportunity so after opportunity chances. it's just fail after fail after fail and it, it, i'm sure he's a really nice guy <laughs> yeah. i'm sure he's a I saw- uh, the internet turned this weekend. They went from always making fun of him <laughs> to people bad. bad. Everyone's feeling yeah. bad this weekend. Bro, this guy is just getting tossed into the wolves every <laughs> single week. He should be playing backyard football. We got him in the NFL, this guy. It just got announced that Derek Anderson has cleared concussion protocol, and uh, Nathan Peter will not be starting this week. Just an emergency situation. Oh, thank God for the Bills fans. <laughs> yeah. Bills Mafia is so excited about that. My, uh, my second nominee was Sam Darnold. He threw four interceptions this week, and it was... They were bad for too. They were all like. Is Peterman a rookie? No, no, yeah. second year. So that's my thing. Like I, I think rookies, they, I it's a whole new ball game. Like when Hugh Jackson went on TV the other day and said Baker Mayfield wasn't playing mm-hmm. as well as I thought he was. He said that. He actually said it was mm-hmm. kind of like why it was why he wanted to help Todd Haley. Yep. He wanted to help Todd Haley because he because uh, Baker wasn't playing as well. It's like rookie quarterbacks fail. That's what rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. do. Andrew Luck succeeded, and he still failed. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of interceptions. Peyton Manning has, is notoriously one of the worst rookie quarterbacks of all time. Rookie quarterbacks fail because even in college, 
even at a high level in college, there'll be one or two Evan Foxies on the mm -hmm. defense that you can just pick apart. There's like, okay, like you saw what Tom huh. Brady did as soon as that 27 came in the yeah, other night or 37 came mm -hmm. in the other night. He was like, okay, ha ha, Clinton Dix got traded. This guy's <laughs> a backup safety. So this person's the backup to the yep. backup. This is a Canadian Football League player. Mm -hmm. The next four calls went directly at that safety. Smart. I mean, it was, it was, and they talk about, I, I've been at a lot of practices. There's a lot of practices where Bruce Aarons was offensive coordinator. Where there would be like a corner, like 22 or like 21. He would have a check 21 mm -hmm. call. It was like check 21. And then the defense would be like, yo, <laughs> you just got, you just got, like you are getting called out. Like the corners know, like mm -hmm. that does happen. Like quarterbacks take advantage. But when you're a rookie, there's so much to learn because you, although having that 27, that Canadian football league player, he is still better than anybody. Right. That, it's an all-star game every single weekend. That's what the NFL is. It's an all-star game every single weekend with every age group, even guys that graduate. 10 years ago yeah. their all-stars are still playing it's just there's a big learning curve the reason so i don't i'm not really against rookies sucking but boy if you're really terrible you gotta you gotta <laughs> have a little self -awareness. the reason why i'm not giving him a break is because he's had some good games this year and we watched last week the dolphins secondary just get toasted by the texans and then he threw four just awful picks to the dolphins that's <sighs> gonna happen but my last nominee nominee and my winner for this week. Oh, wait. So Nathan Peterman did not win his no, own no, award? No, 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 no. He got his name put on the award the same week he didn't win the There's award? There's a little twist, though, here. Someone who is on the award won this week. Some guy who hasn't taken a snap in 10 years. <laughs> okay. Demarcus like... Russell won the award. <laughs> oh, did he just get paid again? So, no, it came out this week that during the Jamarcus Russell days, Raiders coaches didn't believe he was watching film, so they gave him blank tapes. The next day, he came in saying he watched the Blitch packages when the tapes were blank. That's awesome. No way. <laughs> that is the absolute best. That's such a good First way to test them, too. paid $50 million, oh. can't watch fucking film. I respect that. Oh, like, dude, he gets as far no as the fucks. As far as the award is concerned, that's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, that's, that's why he's on the award. Like You need that type of not giving a fuck yep. to... So be that bad. That's hysterical. The hiding in film thing is such a good way to, to quiz. Peyton used to do it when he was doing his rehab. So when he was doing his rehab, uh -huh. he'd be like 15 minutes in the rehab and he'd like flip off the camera just because he wanted to see if that person, the coach was actually watching his, oh. his rehab or not. So he, cause he was, they were filming all this shit. They're filming all of his, all of his rehab from the broken neck all the way through is filmed somewhere because it was filmed every single day. And in the video, he would do things to see if the person was watching it or not, which is a hilarious thought. Like, Hey, how did you, did you watch that video last night? Yeah, you looked really good Did the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh, this motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> hey, somebody needs to fire this motherfucker. That's what Peyton Manning would do. I'd for sure get caught doing that. Yes, for sure. That's like on the iPads they hand out. Mm -hmm. They can see how much film you watch. So guys, their new playbooks are on iPads, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's all connected. They can see how much film you watch. So oh. there was a time where a coach came into the, the team meeting and was like, you got guys on this team who have opened their their playbooks and looked at 1% of the things in the entire playbook. We can see that, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so the guys would just honestly, they'd put their, their mm -hmm. practice film just on loop. So guys would leave their iPads out. I would walk into an apartment. There'd be like four iPads out, <laughs> and it would just be on loop. I'm like, what's that? They're like, oh, we watch a film. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, we're streaming that whole thing, aren't we? Fucking Every hysterical. rep twice. Yeah, there's ways to trick. That's hilarious that they did the complete opposite to Jamarcus Russell, though. What do they say, though? Hey, this guy's not watching film. We got to cut him. Let's so cut bad, him. Dude. 50 million. We just put 50 million on him. He could, from a knee, he could throw from half field. <laughs> that guy was so bad. Vic, I guess, didn't watch much film either. No, but he didn't need to. 
He wasn't 300 pounds and couldn't move. You remember that video on ESPN where he's sitting in front of 24s on like a Cadillac? Oh, yeah. He was just walking like down a gravel road. He looked like he was four bills, possibly. He was. He, he might have been 400 pounds at the time. No, nope. he's the best. First pick of the draft. And that's why, he's the, he's, that's why he won for me this week. Uh, speaking of the Browns and Bruce, Bruce came out today and said, I'd only come out of retirement for the Browns job. So I'm wondering if, Brown, if Bruce is hating this media gig. I think he is. I think he's hating the media gig. I, I don't, this is not, this is literally, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. This is us. I think he's hating the media gig. And when he retired, remember, he said his son was 40. And he was like, oh, where'd the time go? 40 years <laughs> mm -hmm. passed by. I think he's like experiencing what life is without the game. And he's like, oh, there's a reason I, I skipped 40 years or missed 40 years of my life, basically. Yeah, he's a football guy. He's a fo coach's routines are mm -hmm. terrible. George talked about it. Mm -hmm. He said Shanahan loses 30 pounds. They sleep at the fucking mm -hmm. building. They watch film all day, every day. Nothing happens outside of football. There is no world outside. If you tell them that there's an election happening today, by the way, you should all get out and vote. They have no idea. The, the coaches have no clue that election day is happening. Mm -mm. None. They are just watching film, and that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. That is a hundred percent true story. There's my ex coach Tom McMahon. He's mm -hmm. now the Denver Broncos special teams. He's been doing a lot. That motherfucker didn't know anything. <laughs> he, he knew nothing outside of football. If you tell him, "Hey, Trump's running for president," he Trump the the reality. <laughs> yeah, he's president now. Oh, that's crazy because they live in these little worlds, and once you leave that world, you probably miss it. It's probably like, oh, that's my that's whole life. It's, it's like Red like, getting out of jail. I was say, it's mm -hmm. just like getting out of jail. Like you have no idea what to do. Red Red didn't know what to do. I saw a tweet this weekend that said Saban woke up on I think it was Saturday and didn't know it was his birthday. Like didn't even realize it was it was his birthday and he didn't know. Just beat LSU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're unstoppable. Yeah, right? they're there. They're, I'm not a firm believer in this. And I think Connor said this yesterday. Well, Boston Connor, who'll be in here in a little bit, I'm sure the Patriots. Oh, I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. But he, we were talking earlier, and he said um, yesterday, he said that this is the first time he thinks a college team can be an NFL team. And I am always anti that because the NFL, just like what I said with the rookie quarterbacks, it is the yep. all-star game. The NFL is an all-star game. That Alabama team looks like a fucking all-star game. That off offensive line looks like they can, they'll be an NFL offensive There's line. There's no weakness. Mm -hmm. not There's not, weakness. And the quarterback is better the quarterback is a star normally you would say alabama yeah you got jalen hurts though that guy will just get ruined in the nfl he yeah, can't he outrun was, anybody yeah, he's, terrible. he's terrible but now they got the guy that can drop it in a bucket and he leads receivers better than some nfl guys and he seems to have a vision i think alabama could put up a fight against the bills i think oh, he, you're going bills who are you going browns raiders Oh, oh, they mm. cut Bruce Irvin, too. <laughs> yeah. The Raiders. Oh, hey, Coach, is Coach Gruden back here? Yeah, yeah, he's back here. Hey, Coach, Coach, what's going on back here? Uh, you know what, man? Bruce uh, was lipping off all week. Couldn't do it anymore. I said, fuck it, get him out of here. You guys got demolished in the Battle of the Bay by San Francisco. You got rid of Khalil Mack. You got rid of Amari Cooper. Now you're getting rid of your defensive captain, Bruce Irvin. You're getting crushed on Thursday. It very much seems like you guys are just tanking. You're banking on tanking. You're banking on tanking, coach. It's very obvious. Well, you know, uh, at this point of the, of the game, you know, everyone's expendable. You know, like I said, I want my guys in there. Uh, previous regime didn't do a great job getting talent in here. I think that's pretty obvious. I'm doing everything I can, you know. Uh, how how do we know that you still got it? Like, they're banking on tanking because they're like, oh, if we get the right players, that system will still work. You've been out of the game for a decade. How, how, do, how do you guys know that your method will work, Coach? I think you just got to trust the process. I mean, oh, Jesus. Go, <laughs> Jesus. Go back and look at any of my, uh, my tape 
with the quarterback camps. I think that speaks for itself. The pool noodles. Yeah, exactly. I know what I'm doing. I know how to, uh, you know, get a quarterback from point A to point B. And, uh, you know, right now Derek's just not responding. Uh, Do you hate Derek Carr? Yeah, again, you know, I mean, I I think he's kind of a puss. I'm looking for a guy back there who's (laughs) hard-nosed, gritty. Again, you know, you've heard me say it a million times. Brad Johnson (laughs) would take a bullet for me and for any of his teammates, and Derek Carr is just not that kind of guy, man. I saw you and Derek Carr smiling on the sideline down 30. Uh, There was a lot of talk of his team losing respect for him because he was crying. Has that affected you at all? You guys seem to be smiling and laughing while down 30 on the sideline. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, uh, a lot of times when I am smiling, it's really just me gritting my teeth into dust. So uh, okay. you know, I was pretty I was pretty hot at him in the moment, actually. I wasn't yeah. a smile. I was, you know, he was about five seconds away from a tongue lashing. They said, <laughs> hey, coach, we can't have that on camera. You know, this guy's already lost the locker room. We don't need uh, you know people showing up with pitchforks at his door. So. He was smiling, though, so maybe he didn't know that. You think he was just not taking you seriously? Yeah, yeah. probably. I don't know. Again, the guy's a punk. You know? <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't listen to what I say. I try to get the pool noodles out. He starts crying, so I can't do that. You know, I just, I've had it with him. I'm they done are with bad, him. dude. They're so bad. They're bad. Like, I didn't expect that. We didn't even know Nick's name before the guy I at least think the Bills try. I, I don't think the Raiders try. At all, if Bruce Irwin, I wonder what Bruce said. Bruce, that had to be a real conversation, man. Who's a worse coach, you, right? McDermott yeah, or uh, Gruden? Well, the thing is, it, it, what they're doing right now is they're tanking. So yeah. Gruden has an excuse because they're trying to lose. Mm-hmm. McDermott is trying to win. Like mm-hmm. th- this is not a trying to lose situation. He got that team to the playoffs last year, and it's, it wasn't a terribly different roster. Tyrod Taylor, though. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. He is he hurt. Uh, no, so no, he played a little bit this weekend. Uh, Baker got hurt for a little bit. And Tyrod played. Uh huh. So Tyrod's just kind of being held hostage by Cleveland. Yeah, good for Tyrod. I mean, his his name was mentioned a little bit the trade deadline, but nobody pulled a trigger on that. So Greg Williams is the coach. But first play with Baker Mayfield, they put him a uh, naked boot. By mm-hmm. the way, good move. I like it. I thought Great they were going to keep move him. I I just uh, we. Sportsbooks got crushed this weekend. Mm-hmm. Sports sportsbooks got crushed this they said weekend. Vegas lost like ten million, probably. And it's probably because Kansas City Chiefs did to the Browns they what covered. everybody thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they covered uh, the Steelers. Covered the Vikings. Covered uh, who e- were everything that was oh, supposed the, to the happen. Texans happened. fucking covered. God damn it, McManus. He Bro, really fucked me there. 62 oh, yarder man. and a 51 yarder, right? 50 was the one that 51 was the end for the game, right in the middle of the field. Yeah. Missed it wide, right? Which is like a 41 yarder in Denver. <laughs> McManus, I can't believe he's friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Friend huge, of the office. He's been here. Parlay for me. I thought he was going to hit that 62 yarder. And then uh, my bookie was going to buy some for the brand shirts for people because the 60 yard field goal was here. Mm-hmm. When he went out there for that 62 yarder, I was like, okay, McManus got this. Mm-hmm. And then he missed it right. Every kicker's missing right, by the way. Mm-hmm. Boswell's all Boswell. his extra points are right. Yeah, so you, that's pushing. So that's mm-hmm. called pushing. So that what that means is you're thinking, right? So right. It, it's like in a golf thing. If you're if you're not getting all the way through it, you're thinking too much. So you just gotta kind of let it. Just let that thing go. Just let it flow, baby. Just <laughs> let it. Just let it all the way go, so you can get through it. Because it's all the pushing is them punching it. Mm-hmm. You're punching it, so you're not confident with the swing. You're trying to guide it in more so than just letting it go in. It's like whenever people shoot a basketball and they're trying to push it in right. instead of just stroking it in. It's a big difference. You just kind of gotta get. You got to get through it. Golf, basketball, kicking, punting, it's all the same. If you're punching, it's wrong. If you're stroking, it's good. <laughs> stroking. I've been stroking in the east. I've been stroking, stroking in the west. west. You ever heard that song? Stroke it. Yeah. That's a great song. Speaking of kickers, uh, Sturge just got cut because he missed everything yesterday. Didn't even get on a plane home, they said. 
Didn't even let him. They on left the plane. him in Seattle. He said they didn't Dude, let him Rivers, on the plane. I thought Rivers was going to fucking murder him. He's been brought back too. He did that before and they oh, got yeah. brought back. Oh, yeah. He did that before they cut a punter because he said it was on the holder. Donnie Jones Stay. comes in. Bag of Bones Jones comes Super in. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion comes in, been holding for 10 years. Like, hey, you can't be blaming a holder now. You just can't. Make, that kid's bad. Mm-hmm. He's soft, too. I thought Rivers was going to fucking kill him. Do you know? Did you see the? Did you like the Seahawks end zone dance? Because I did. I did. I liked it a Noticed lot. Notice that Russ wasn't involved because everyone hates him and he can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I took away from that dance. <laughs> you just the, the Russell Wilson slander, <laughs> unbelievable. I, uh, he's a he's a fake born or fake like I'm never having sex again guy. He sucks. At, he they can't play what's called in the future. locker. Can't play future. The the. The Russell Wilson hate, I think, is warranted because he's tough. He's tough to handle as a human. The New Orleans Saints, though. Yes. That was a lock as soon as they put Drew Brees' dumb kids on fucking ESPN. <laughs> I know they're not dumb kids. They're actually very sophisticated and intelligent. <laughs> they did that interview on NFL Live, and they sounded smarter than anything I've ever said in my entire life. But as soon as they were on TV, I was like, oh, no, my Golden State Rams got no shot. <laughs> no, you got no shot. They got Drew Brees' kids on fucking TV Insane before they... Been saying it. He's never. I also found out that he's never won an MVP, so he's for sure. Oh, this is MVP this season. Yeah. yeah, lock it in. And I knew. I, oh my god! Because I, I feel like, bad for the Minneapolis miracle mm-hmm. too. Yep. Oh my! Such a storyline. It he, is all they care he's about. He's home field, so they needed to win against the Rams. And then Hecker gets the first down. Obviously, and they don't call that. How do they not call that? That's positionism. If I've ever seen it in mm-hmm. my entire life, mm-hmm. just a bunch of positionists and Saintsism. Position Saints. Drew Breesism. <laughs> That Johnny didn't deserve that. Hey, the, Bree- the Saints look good, though. That was a good game. Kamara hey. and Michael Thomas and Drew. And Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill so much. He's like 45 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Mormon. Monster of a man. He'd be a fun quarterback to watch on an actual team. Yeah. If he was like uh, somebody's actual quarterback. Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe Gruden makes a play for him. <laughs> they I keep tell you what, man, this guy could punt return, man. A quarterback, man. He seems gritty. Seems like a gritty dude. Wears gloves. They keep saying he's the fastest dude on the team, and I keep... No not way. believing that report. No way. That is being said because there has been races. Then that that is that is not something. Races happen very much, very much. You you're fast. You fail. It's race. That happens all the time. Really? If it's being reported, it had to have happened. It had to have happened. They say it every single game because it would have got checked. It would have got checked by now. Like whoever would be faster than him, maybe it's Mike Thomas. Yeah. Let's say he's faster than him. He would have came out and said no, 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 no. Or that rookie corner. Normally, you can count on a corner being very yep. fast, too. That rookie corner Lattimore. they have, Lattimore, Lattimore, if he was, he would have came out and said, hey, they keep saying that this guy's the fastest. Mm-hmm. It had to have happened. In an off-season workout, I it had to have then. happened. I trust you then. I just It's hard seeing like a, they say it a 28-year-old lot. white quarterback being the fastest player on the team. What? You know why. What are you talking about? Everything that? I just said, he's a 28-year-old white quarterback. Mormon. He also broke his leg like four times in college. Yeah. So, so what are you saying? I don't know. You're saying because he's Does white? the golden plates have healing power? I don't know. What well, golden plates are you talking about? Isn't that part of the Mormon? Didn't they find gold plates? Yeah, Joseph Smith did. <laughs> <laughs> Up there in New York. That was a fucking hell of a game, though. That, that was really good. Michael game. Thomas, you like the cell phone? Loved it. Me too. Bro, Troy Aikman, you would have thought Troy that he, hated it. Troy, hey, Troy. Hey, Troy, chill the fuck out. Have a little fun. Right, you would have thought that that Mike Thomas went into the stands and punched a kid. <laughs> they had no idea it was Listen. a Joe Horn thing, I feel like. I no, feel no, like they, they knew. had they no knew. idea. They, knew. they, knew. they didn't I, reference on it one the spot, time. They didn't reference it. Well, that's fucked up on their part. Well, they, Troy Aikman was acting like the, he slapped a child. <laughs> he was acting like he slapped a kid. 
It was it was one you know, of the in most these types that, of games. Those fifteen yards really go a long way, which they do, by the way. But if something is that that, that was a that was an awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, it was to seal the game. He went over two hundred yards. I don't care. He could have spiked the cell phone off the ref's face for all I cared at that point. Yeah, I be see. who you can afford. To be. If it was the first quarter on like a two yard slant pattern, okay, he's not gonna. Hey, he's he's got those elevens too, the Jordan eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are he's got my my shoes, cleats. his cleats. Oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are really nice. He's good. I he's like him very, a lot. He's, he's very very good. It's Kamara. Kamara's unbelievable too. He that bull nose. I I didn't give them enough uh, respect whenever I was talking about the Rams mm-hmm. on ESPN. I wasn't giving the Saints enough respect. Rams were in the playoffs though. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> Golden State Warriors lost. A I mean, they did. Too. I thought when they tied up 35-35, I thought it was like, oh, the Rams like primetime no- players make mm-hmm. primetime plays here. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was thinking too. Like this is going to work out perfectly for everything I said. I am going to go quote tweet it and tell everybody to eat a dick, <laughs> and then they lose the day after I say that. Want to run through some of the other games? Sure. Pats Packers primetime. Bro, Packers Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and that team looked dialed in. It looked, and they kept talking about how Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, we're like embracing the matchup. Like, yes, this is Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. As opposed to being like, oh, this is just another game. It's another game. Tom Brady was complimenting Aaron Heavy. Aaron was complimenting Tom. They knew what it was. And it seemed like there was a look of like real focus on both the guys. Like, this is a big game to us because they don't get those matchups often. They said that um, Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers only faced off, I think, once or something like that. that or, makes sense. Yeah. or there was, there's, because if they're in different conferences, you don't oh, see them play every four years. Yeah. So it's it was a very big thing, and it seemed as if, man, just as soon as the Patriots find something, back to back weeks. As soon as the Patriots find something or see something, it's over. It's just like that. You hate to say it, you hate to say it, but that's why New England is New England, just because mm-hmm. what they do is what they do. They're so good. Well, then I think back-to-back weeks, Packers are, well, not not with Ty Montgomery. They weren't going to score, but this week they're going fumble, to score, and it's a yeah. fucking fumble. That quarter, that running back was doing well, too. Yeah, yeah. he's young and good. It sucks for him. Kareem Hunt fumbled on his first play mm-hmm. against the has e- never fumbled again. The Patriots has never fumbled again. Yeah, that was the first fumble of, uh, of his, his career. career ever. Old mm-hmm. Buddy got pulled, though, after that, didn't he? Yep. And he was doing very well. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, maybe a little bit of re- overreaction here. That's not, like, McCarthy is just, he's just piss poor. Cordell Patterson, monster at running back. That's mm-hmm. that's what I said too. He did more last night in that game than he did in eight previous games against the Packers when he was in Minnesota. So James White, mm-hmm. stud, right? He's mm-hmm. a slot for them. He's a running back for mm-hmm. them. He gets hurt. He goes out or whatever with knee or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson does very well. James White's ready to come back in. Cordell Patterson's still in. <laughs> they they're almost like, oh wait a minute, James, you are a. Hey. Wait a minute. They, I don't know. Did they know Cordell Patterson's an incredible running back? They, they had said going into the game that he was going to like factor into the game plan. That they played night. him like a few. Of, this is not the first time he's played but running he back. He runs them. hard. So the reason why he's a good kickoff returner. So the reason why kickoff returners are good is because they get the top speed quick. Mm-hmm. So you see the people that kind of like dance around. They're kind of scared to get to top speed because they're going to get hit hard. It, it's, it's about getting to top speed quick and fearless. That's why Josh Cribbs was so good because he would get the ball. And although he wasn't faster than everybody. He would get to his top speed quick, and it was like that. Cordero Patterson, same exact way. He gets fat. He gets going with a hurry, like bang. He's not waiting around. He's not dancing. He's hitting it, and he's two hundred twenty-eight pounds. I think they said mm-hmm. he's a great returner, and that he did good at running. He looked good at running back, and I was like, of course. <laughs> of course, the Patriots have a guy who could just be a stud running back for mm-hmm. him. Garrett Blunt leaves. Now they got a new two hundred twenty-eight pound running back who can tote the rock. Also, the screenplay. 
The wide receiver from Edelman back to pff, genius. It's the amount of patience that takes. We're just going to throw it over here just to throw it back over here for a screen. Mm-hmm. The offensive lineman just walking. There was a wall. Mm-hmm. They were just standing there. It's genius, man. It's just they they really are. They're just smarter than everybody, it seems like. It's tough. It is tough. It's tough for, the, it's tough for Aaron Rodgers. No knee brace, right? No, yeah. He didn't have it. That's, That's good. good Steelers-Ravens, domination. I call it Steelers' money line. Everybody did, though. I can't believe That's probably another one because the yeah. Ravens. Oh, Steelers yeah. were plus two. Mm-hmm. The Steelers were plus two, mm-hmm. and I thought this seems too easy. This yep. seems like a handout here, and I think Vegas thought something was going to happen in that game, and it didn't. That's probably why. Flacco that's probably one of the reasons. Dog shit, bro. Lamar Jackson wide open on that swing Dude, pattern. He right hates there. him so much. He does. Doesn't he, he hates him so much that he won't even have a touchdown pass of his own if it means Lamar Jackson's going to get in the end zone. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Hates him. I would like to bash Joe Flacco for hating Lamar Jackson. Can't. But Joe Flacco has gotten paid $100 million to be very average, and they kind of just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably on pace to make another 50 to $100 million, and they draft a guy to take that out of his pocket. I'd be pretty pissed off if I was old Burton or Ernie Flacco as well. <laughs> Every time he comes on the field, like you could just you could see it just like seeping out of his uniform how I'm, mad he is. I'm going to a cool wide receiver. <laughs> I'll go stand out here. I ain't doing shit. I'll go stand out here, though. And if he's going to come in and run a little wheel pattern, Know that we only have ten people. <laughs> I ain't looking at him either. The Ravens are. I guess Harbaugh's in a hot seat. Yeah, they've lost three in a row. James Conner uh, over a thousand yards from scrimmage and ten touchdowns in eight games. First Steeler player to ever do that. All of his stats are better than Lev Bell. Lev Bell just tweeted farewell Miami yep. too. He said he's going to Pittsburgh. Is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, well, uh, Scoops McGee did some little, little, little scooping. Oh, you've been confirming stories. Blogging I, scoops. Oh yeah, I was checking the internet. Yeah. There was a private flight that left. 20 minutes after he tweeted that farewell, farewell Miami from Miami to Pittsburgh. I mean, who else is flying from Miami to Pittsburgh? Today? Oh, yeah, I'm sure nobody. I'm sure there's no <laughs> business possibly being done no, in Miami. There's no private flights from, from Miami to Pittsburgh. Today. No, there's nobody in Pittsburgh flying privately nope. in the middle of a Monday. I mean, at the same time he tweeted it. <sighs> who, searched, who found that? You did? Uh, no. Who tweeted I it? tweeted out the... Um, all the commercial flights. There was a 735 flight with nonstop. I'm sure he's on that one. Who responded with you with the private? Uh, guy's name is... The source. This is you giving out your source right now, by the way. Oh, he's, He told me to give it out. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to respect. I actually can't find it, so that's on So me. he has like a deadline, doesn't he, if he doesn't come back by uh, a certain Tuesday. time? Tuesday. Not, not today, Tuesday. Next week, okay. Tuesday. Him spelling farewell wrong. Oh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Warwick. Very Lev Bell move. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling farewell wrong? You know, you're not worried about that. What's he going to do? Is he hurt? He hurt himself training, I thought. I thought the reason why he didn't come back earlier is because he hurt himself trying to get back in shape. He didn't want to show up hurt because it makes him look even worse. I don't know. He's going to be the best backup running back in the league, though. The best. The Steelers have the best backup running back in the league. Or do they? James White might be the backup running back in New England. Well, yeah, because Sonny Michelle's a starter. So Cordero Patterson's third string? He was, yeah. So let's assume the left bell isn't right now at this exact. Well, maybe he is. Well, they're gonna go. They're gonna go shotgun double sidecars. Connor and Love Bell both in the backfield. Good luck. We did that, West Virginia. We did that. We signed Noel Devine, uh-huh. who was one of the top. He was the top running back. So fast recruit in his high school YouTube video still. Oh was yes, my god! So we somehow got him to West Virginia, and we also got a guy named Jock Sanders. Oh yeah. To West Virginia as well. Same draft class, same position, same body, same same small number nine. Number nine, yes. 
in all training camp that freshman year, all training camp, Jock Sanders was crushing Noel Devine. Crushing. It wasn't even – Jock Sanders was the guy, all training camp. Noel Devine now had Deion Sanders hyping him. He was the five-star recruit. He was WVU's big recruit, was Noel Devine, this whole thing. He's on, like, tickets, I think, at this point. Jock Sanders, the same exact position, same exact draft class – or same exact recruiting class, same position – Killing Noel Devine in training camp. Pat White's hand him, Pat White are doing great things. Steve Slayton had already won off the NFL. First game of the year. Or maybe Steve Slayton was just playing first half and then Noel was coming in second half or whatever. First game of the year. We're on, I think, our own 40-yard line. Pat White is in shotgun. This is Noel to his right, Jock Sanders to his left. Okay, this is the first time those two have been on the field their entire careers. And it's like, okay, here we go. We're going to find out who gets the ball first because they're both on the field at the same time. Jock has been winning in training camp. Jock has obviously been winning. The first handoff goes right to Noel Devine. Sweep left. He runs 60 yards into a touchdown. <laughs> Jock Sanders got no chance. <laughs> Kids, first time he touched the ball was a 60-yard touchdown. It might have been an 80-yard touchdown. It, might, it was something like that. But it was literally the first touch. Noel, one cut, touchdown. It's like Jock Sanders still standing in that backfield. <laughs> like, yo, I, I thought I was going to get this thing. It's they ended like, up nope. moving to play a little bit of wide receiver, right? Like Jock ended up moving yeah. to slot, punt returner, shit yeah. like that. But all training camp, running back, he was the guy. He went to play at Philadelphia, and I think he played in Canada. Mm. So I think Jock played in the NFL a little bit, but man, I was just like, li- literally watching. I was like, well, let's see what happens here. And then Noel house calls like, oh, Jock, <laughs> there ain't shit you can do about that, buddy. There ain't nothing. There was you so can- much talent on that team. We had a lot of fun. Were you the most successful in the NFL during those out of that team? Yeah, yeah by okay. far. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah, by far. It was by far. Yeah. <laughs> Second was Owen Schmidt. Busting his head I was gonna open. Say, I can't missed think of his first else. start. Yeah. <laughs> missed his first start because he bashed his head open with a helmet. What a human man. The NFL was good. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs really fucking good at football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for that. What else happened? Anything? Uh I think the Falcons have won three in a row. They're a little sleeper team for me. Watch the Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones scored his first touchdown, week nine. He's, yeah, but he's like he's second in the league in yards in his first touchdown. Yeah, it's wild. first touchdown in 355 days, it said. He has to go somewhere else, right? He has to one out of there after this season. They say he's a really good teammate and like, wants to teach his teammates how to be better and shit like that. But you can't be Julio Jones, be that freakish and that much of an avatar and not have a touchdown until week nine and not wonder what it would be like at other teams. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even not him, maybe his agent or his people, just being like, you know, if we put you in a blah, 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 blah. You're Before the season, he deleted all of his Falcons oh, yeah. pictures off Twitter, and he held that. out a little bit. But yeah, the, so he's definitely—it's definitely on his mind. The Rams will pick him up somehow, <laughs> for sure. Somehow the Rams will get it's him. It's like up. the Warriors. Oh, the Vikings dominated the Lions. Yeah, the Lions are bad. They're just not a good team, but it's okay. It's such a Panthers little... are six and two. Did you hear that Beta Lions <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit over there? Well, he's used to it. He's used yeah, to it. I think this happens every year. Did you see Stafford like that co- lateral was? The oh worst my fucking... god, that's the most Lions play in the history of Lions. Yeah, right oh, it's whenever an old corner because he picks yeah, it he up. rolls out of the pocket <laughs> yeah, and just... then he tries to pitch it, hits off the guy's head or something, and then fumble, scoop, score, game over. Uh, what happened on Monday Night Football? Uh, the Titans actually pulled one out in a close one against the Cowboys. Really? The Titans did oh. that against the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, was, in Dallas or in Tennessee? It was a matchup of the number one and number two uh, defenses in the league, so it went under, too. I'm happy we hammered that under there. Where, was it in Dallas or was it in Tennessee? It's in Dallas. It was in Dallas. And you think Tennessee edges it out there in the end? I do. You think Old Frable gets a W in Jerry I, World? I think you that... You thought. I'm sorry. I, th- th- I thought that 
since they're both coming off buys and Vrabel is a coach that goes for the win and fucking mashed, potato, mashed potatoes, white rice, plain oatmeal, Jason oh, Garrett. Another award. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin who, Lewis. Who always Jason plays not to lose. He just... How's Amari? How did Amari Cooper do? Pretty well, good. they 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 threw him two quick screens early. You know, get him loose, get him <laughs> in the game. Yeah. And then he re- he didn't really do much after. It was weird. It was weird. He kind of disappeared in the gameplay. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I'll be excited to see all this. <laughs> Diggs, thank you so much for your info stuff. Uh, well, that dude's the dumbest NFL I know. Insider. Oh, hey, I have one more question. Actually, yeah, I got yeah. one more question. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Is your blogging sure. voice the same as your podcast voice or a little more sophisticated? Like when we read your blogs, how are we supposed to read them? Yeah. Um, it's not my podcast voice. It's definitely not my Heartland Radio voice. Okay. It's my, like it's, a, it's more of a sultry. More sophisticated, you're saying. Slightly more sophisticated, definitely more sultry. There's a little more earthy tones in my voice. <laughs> Get like the that. fuck out. <laughs> 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 fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, that conversation was so good. Huh. Huh. Wow. Wow. Talking in sentences like that? Yeah. Can't beat it. Wow. <laughs> wow. The Ridge is a minimalist front pocket wallet that helps you reevaluate your everyday carry. Launched by a father-son team and funded on Kickstarter in 2013, the Ridge now resides in the pockets of over a quarter million men and women. That's almost 250,000 people. Just about. The RFID blocking wallet is made by two metal plates, either titanium, carbon fiber, or aluminum, bound together by durable elastic band. Okay? I've made the switch to this Ridge wallet. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this office has. Yep. Very nice. Ridge sent us six wallets to the office, seven wallets to the office. So everybody that was here on Friday basically got a brand new wallet, mm-hmm. and it is remarkable. Great wallet. It keeps everything real small and confined. I don't have to put it in my back pocket anymore. It's literally in my front pocket, so I don't have to sit on it and it's awkward. I have all my cards and all my cash in one easy-to-see spot. This Ridge wallet is beautiful, and it's got a little dirt. It's, it's metal, which you would think maybe digs into you. It doesn't at all. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect. It's a it's a very my hips feel better, my back feels better because I'm not sitting on that old big ass wallet. That is a hundred percent true. Talk about how sleek the wallet is. They just told me to do it. Is I think we just did that <laughs> front pocket. I'm telling you, this wallet has been a game changer for my hips. It really has yep, been. It's nice. It, as you're younger, I don't know if you're there yet, Foxy, okay. but this type of thing really does. Like sitting on your wallet, I used to make fun of my old man for like, right. yo, you fucking old ass, you can't even sit on your wallet. It's a real thing. Now that I do it on my truck, I drive my truck. If I have my I, my old wallet. It was a little thicker. I'd have it in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. I'd get up and I feel like I couldn't even walk. I felt like Pappy McAfee, how he was walking, but in <laughs> real life. And now I got this front wallet with the, from the Ridge that's absolutely incredible. It really is. I wouldn't. I, we try these things out. Right. We try these things out. First right. time Ridge sponsored us, they sent a wallet to the office. Our sales guy at the time took it and told me he could give me a quote if I needed it. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Weird move. What do you say? What do you say, Derek? I'll tell you what, Pat, this wallet is absolutely <laughs> stupendous if you want one. Two thumbs up. Uh, so now the Ridge is back. Now you've actually used it. The Ridge is back. Yes. And my cell for the last one probably wasn't as good because I didn't get to use it because it was literally taken from our mail <laughs> by our sales guy because he probably worked the deal. So it was probably his, he thought it was his reward or whatever. And then I had to read an ad saying, we'll talk about using it. And it's like, well, it's tough because I haven't. Somebody, our sales guy just took it. But now that I've actually got to use it, all of us, it is a game changer. This, this weekend was awesome for it. So um, the Ridge has a special deal. Ooh. The Ridge has a special deal for listeners of this What's show. What's the deal? 
you get 10% off right now with free worldwide shipping. Whoa. You're in Djibouti? You're in Djibouti? Free shipping. Send it. You're in Russia in the in the Black Dolphin jail. Send it for free. For free. You're at the North Pole hanging out with old the Grinch and Santa Claus. Send it. That's right. Japan, same thing. Australia, same thing. Fiji, same thing. Send it. Send it. I might order one of these to Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> Just send it. There's a military base there. There's a military base. Oh, I bet there. they would love it too. Just send them a ridge wallet over yeah. there. Nice, sleek, hey, compact. no clue who ends up with this. I'm just doing this because a company said they had free worldwide shipping. <laughs> so I just wanted to send something to Djibouti. This is a test. Free worldwide shipping is insane. Nobody has that on their ads. 10% off by going to ridgewallet.com slash pat. That's R-I-D-G-E-W-A-L-L-E-T dot com slash P-A-T and use code pat. Uh, ridgewallet.com slash pat. 10% off. It's awesome. It is a really cool wallet. Unbelievable mm-hmm. deal. Well, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea what their full price is. I don't so either. I have no idea what 10% off is, but I know that I would buy another one of these. I mean, the price that your back pays and your hips pay on an ordinary wallet, it's just worth it. To and it's also, it, it, I wear tight jeans. Same. This doesn't make me look ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I got a big old block in mine right exactly. now. Exactly. Well, I used to. I'm happy I got to use it. <laughs> you know, I'm happy I got to use it because it makes sense why we're selling a fucking wallet. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, why are we selling a wallet? Let's, it's a wallet. Right. And then now that I've used it, it's like, oh, it's a good wallet. Yeah, no brainer. All right, let's get back to the conversation. <laughs> uh, what do you two want to talk about? Go Pats. Also started blogging for basketball today, getting back into it. Who did? I did. What do you mean? Started a little uh, blog, a little uh, basketball gambling blog. Because I bet on it every night. I don't understand why I don't talk about it. Because so, you're nowhere near a basketball person. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I've, this is my second year with a fantasy basketball team. Second year, not first. So you're not a rookie fantasy basketball. No. You're I'm, a real one. I'm a real one. I had a hockey fantasy league. I'm not anywhere near to be a hockey guy. Are so you still in it? Yeah, four years straight. So You're in it, a hockey fantasy league right now? For four years <laughs> and you don't know hockey? You, 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 I'm not a hockey guy. I just do it. Who is somebody that's on your team right now? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Black players, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, oh, is that right? Yeah. Name a couple. Of pla- uh, other Kane. than Patrick Kane. Taves. Who? Taves. Okay, no, one more. Uh, there's a really long Russian one. Oh, yeah, 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 is that right? Yeah. <laughs> there's a Norwegian <laughs> guy. Is there a Sweden guy, too? There's a couple Sweden guys. Yeah, a couple Russians, a couple Canadians, too? I can confirm that. Oh, uh, good for you. <laughs> so you're blogging about basketball? Yeah, I'm doing a little bit, yeah. Zito, have you blogged yet? Yep, I have one blog coming out yesterday. What was it? It was our recap video. It's titled... Oh, Connor. there we go. Yeah. You guys went to TwitchCon. Oh, yep. TwitchCon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we scheduled you guys going to TwitchCon about two days before TwitchCon, so the prices for TwitchCon were absurd, <laughs> but you guys went and did TwitchCon. I thought right. it was Super Bowl ticket style. It goes Don. No, no, it went up. It went very much up, but you guys went and did TwitchCon. It was awesome. You guys enjoyed it? Oh, it was yeah. It a very fun time. Dominated TwitchCon, more like it. You think you guys won TwitchCon? Overall, yeah, I'd say we won for sure. Out of everybody at TwitchCon, you guys won TwitchCon? Uh, who who won TwitchCon? Ninja. Ninja won TwitchCon because Ninja is TwitchCon. He's yes. like royalty when he walks in there. Mm-hmm. So he has security guards around him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Are you yeah. serious? His whole oh, family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one. There was like this massive meet and greet, right? For, for Ninja? Not, well, yeah. for mo- a lot of the big streamers, but Ninja got three lines to himself. I think it was more than that, to be honest with you. Usually, <laughs> usually it was like. Uh, and people were waiting in that line? Oh, yeah. Were you guys in that line? No. Oh. 
You guys are too cool for that. Well, no, I'm not going to wait in a line like <laughs> well, you five both, hours. You, you both kind of responded. Like, well, you have to understand this is LineCon, correct? So when we look back, <laughs> what is the biggest line at LineCon? The Ninja Line. So the TwitchCon is LineCon. You guys said you waited in lines just to wait in lines. Yes. To get in. Yeah, to get in was the longest line of all time. Because this is yeah. where everybody who streams or plays video games flocks to to experience, right? From Big the world. Flock, yeah. And it's in one convention center? Yep. Yeah. Very nice convention. Not better than ours, though, over here. But. but there's only a couple doors in, a couple doors out. And everybody from it, we're from Indianapolis flying yeah. two people out there. Yeah. <laughs> there's people flying everywhere to San Jose to get in that convention center. And it's just lines on top of lines. On top of lines. And the longest line was Ninja's Line. Ninja's yeah. line, yes. So at LineCon, the yes. biggest line was Ninja's line. So you gotta envision this, you gotta envision this meet and greet, right? It's numbers one to fourteen. And so usually there's a different streamer at each little table. Okay. But Ninja was just at fourteen, but they opened up 11, 12, 13, 14 yeah. for people to wait in line to get to Ninja. So that happens at like WrestleMania for wrestlers. Wrestlers exactly will have meet and greets, things like that. They'll have entire lines. Yep. But Ninja is Twitch. Yes. He he's the biggest Did promoter. you guys meet Ninja? I, I see as a boss, as a boss, I would say a win from TwitchCon would be you guys potentially meeting the biggest TwitchCon person. I know Ninja's brother's wife. Not a big deal. No it, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you rehearsed that, both of you. Oh no, we did it. The no big no, deal. No, because I, I walked up to him. I was like, dude, I know that guy. Like, he's in these girls' uh, Instagram photos all the time. And I walk up to him. What? So you didn't even know him from Ninja's thing? No. You just knew him from a girl's Instagram? Yeah, my ex girlfriend went to college with this chick. Yeah, it's <laughs> sounds pretty creepy out of this, you know. We'll just a lot of time. Hey, hey, hey. Been a lot of we'll time just skip there. right past it. We'll just skip right past it. So you recognize a guy from uh, somebody's Instagram? Yep, they've been like together for like five years. So I guess. you go talk to him. You go, hi. You know, insert name here yep. of lady that I've seen you on Instagram for. I go, did your lady go to uh, this college? And she was like, oh my god, yeah. And it was from there. The lady said that. No, I said it to the guy. I was like, did your lady go to the college? And the lady is Ninja's sister-in-law. Is that how that, I never understand that word. So Brothers that guy wife, you were yeah. talking to is not Ninja's brother. Yeah. It was Ninja's brother. Yep. <laughs> I'm confused what you're saying. Yeah, so sister Ninja's sister-in-law. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I, I, I never talked to him. I don't, but I you know talked to Ninja's brother, and you said, do you know... Does your lady, did your lady go to St. Augustine? And he said, yes. Yeah. And you said, oh, my ex-lady went yeah. there as well. They were friends. They were in a sorority together, yeah. But you said you, you met Ninja's sister-in-law. You met Ninja's brother. Yeah, yeah. No, I said the lady would be his sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. We can do simple math there. But you were like excited about knowing you know Ninja's brother. That's a pretty big in, I think. That's mm. that should be something maybe we go to. Yeah, you know what? Ninja's like on my shit list though. He hates Portillos. Oh my god. <laughs> this, hey, this is why I don't get uh, invested into food because a lot of things like this can happen with food, especially restaurants like <laughs> Portillos. <laughs> you don't make fun of my food. So if Ninja came out and said he hated the Patriots, what would you say? He kind of does. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a Lions fan. Nobody's Lions fans. Ninja is a we Lions try. fan. How miserable is that? What a Man. miserable So what life. do you think happened with uh, the Twitch stream, the Pat Maxture Twitch stream? You think overall we learn more out of TwitchCon? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, what did you guys learn? What did you guys learn? What a lot about analytics. A lot of analytics. <laughs> Marketing your Twitch stream. How to make your Twitch stream better. So, you know, we're up there for two to three hours. It, it sometimes can get a little difficult, right? Yep. People, people are commenting. You're dying. It's not going well. Yep. But we learned, hey, these people are here to listen to you. They're oh. here to they're here to watch. Hold on, you. Oh, so you don't want to just who was wanna, up on a stage telling you that was you do that. Pad, that was day two panel. 
Yeah, this is the day two panel. This is this is this was the let's let's get it going panel. You guys went to panels? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Are you serious? Okay. So they gave us a little note paper and yeah, yeah. write notes. Okay, so they were motivating you to have more faith in you. Yes. And to be more and to be <laughs> not so not just to have more faith in yourself, but to, you know, maybe maybe like yourself a little more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe enjoy who you are a little more. Yeah, so LionCon is a self-help seminar? Uh, there, I will say, if in the near future we're looking for motivational speakers, we, we might have a few on the list. That's awesome news. Yeah. And you think that it was well worth the trip? Absolutely. Uh, yes. I remember having Gamer Goo on. It ruined my hands. That happened last week. Potential sponsors, though. No. No, they're not. Maybe not. I don't, I don't really promote things that I hate. It's not my thing. I think you need to give it a couple more tries. Yeah. I see, I see that's You're not a controller guy, though. You don't like to have a controller in your hand. Well, the thing about me is, like, if I don't like something, like, yeah, it's over. Well, I'll tell you what. After I put the Gamer Goo on and I went <laughs> to play true. basketball, I Jump will say shot, my yeah. handles were times 10. Yep. I felt like Kyrie Irving out there. You think it would maybe placebo effect? Like, maybe you just feel like you're a better. Maybe that's a self-help. Maybe the Gamer Goo is a self-help. It's like putting on a, a costume and making yourself feel like you're stronger and faster and better just because you have the Gamer Goo on. All of a sudden, I can you, move. You just sold the miles. product to me right there, and I want to buy it now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the Patriots are so good. They're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... Bears, it's, also very good. It's at the point... What? Bears crushed the Bills. I mean, it was unbelievable. Oh my God! The Bills. Wait, the wait. The, they beat the Bills. No, who the Bears beat? The Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Oh my God! The fucking Bills. Holy I didn't think shit. the Bills were beatable either, and the Bears did it. The <laughs> Bears are unbelievable without Khalil Mack for the seventh straight game. Yeah, the guy comes in, wrecks shop on opening night, and doesn't play again. <laughs> it's an unbelievable. Just two games. Hundred ninety million guaranteed. That guy doesn't even play. He took three weeks off. I would too. This is like the uh, this is the middle of the tunnel of the NFL season. It's where rookies yeah. hit the wall because there's no end in sight. In the beginning of the season was so long ago until like week twelve. There's real. It's a really tough time. Like mentally, this is a very tough time for teams. I'm being serious when I say that. It is hard to get through this stretch of the tunnel. It's like fuck. Here I feel like is too where all the questionable guys start sitting. Like Gronk hasn't played in a couple weeks. How about them I... just benching Gronk? By the way, going against the Packers. No respect for the Packers. <laughs> Doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, I did take the uh, Pats ten and a half last night. Alternate to... lines. These fucking alternate <laughs> lines that Connor makes. He's up. a maniac. I'm not making them up. This is this is this is the website I've been using. It, it, it's so easy. It's the Patriots at home against Aaron Rodgers without Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Within the first quarter, their left tackle goes down. I wish I put twelve thousand dollars on minus <laughs> ten and a half. We did slam six and a half though. The Patriots spread. just seem as if they're always the Patriots. Always. It never ever stops. It's. It, I mean, I think a lot of it does. Have to do with coaching. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when I look at it, because our defense. You know what? I I think I've decided. Well, no. Well, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. We just don't give up any big plays, and I don't understand why every team in the NFL is. uh, Hey, we're going to not give up any big plays. And we're going to keep everybody in front of us. Dude, That's that was said 4,000 times at practices. Just keep everything in front of you. No big plays. Don't let the top off. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the game, it's like, <laughs> yo, somebody let a, like, let a leak out the roof there. There is somebody sprinting down the middle of the field there. I, I it, will say it's funny how our worst player is Devin McCourty's twin brother on defense. <laughs> twin brother. You're, you're, if you have a twin, you would want to be equal to him, right? Jason McCourty's jockstrap was all over the field last night. And who was the guy's name, Ty, that was dominating him? Marquez Van, Van oh, Valdez dude. Scantling. Dude. He was making plays. Yeah. Dude. That's like the one 
one thing to be excited about with the Packers moving forward. If he can kind of like come up and and Rodgers has another guy he's got chemistry with, who knows? Maybe they maybe they'll mm-hmm. win a couple more games. Are you but, miserable as a Packers fan? Yeah, but at this point, I'm kind I'm kind of to the point where it's just like I don't even give a shit because I don't even expect them to win anymore going into the games. Like I know they're going to get out coached. I know they're going to just <laughs> shoot themselves in the foot constantly. And I actually wanted to ask you about this, like because I, I I don't really understand the. Uh, like the 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 roughing the punter call. So on fourth, on fourth and twenty one, like I didn't know. I mean, everyone was bitching saying that was a bad call. Like in your eyes, like if you're punting, was that roughing or was I, that running into the punter? I see. Like, I feel like he hit him pretty good. He hit him. He got him good. They kept talking like he didn't hit him. I thought they got him pretty fucking good. He definitely did. And the the thought is with twenty fourth and twenty one, you can go for it and you get a running into. You can go for right. it. You can really go out. You know. So they have to. Um, if you put eight men in a box, like you put pressure on the punter too, so it's not as good of a punt. Like that's the thought. But man, it seems like he hit him pretty good, and, and it, it, I didn't like the way uh, Collinsworth and Michaels were just acting like it was just a glancing shot. It was like even after you see the replay, the dude's plant leg was down. He was getting his shit bent. Like if he get what is he? He has to get hurt for it to be roughing. Right, like yeah. what do you want from him? You know. Uh, I mean, the thing was the the way he hit him. He was on his so Allen's a lefty kicking so, foot. So yeah, he was on his kicking foot. It kind of made. But sense. it looked like his shoulder hit his ass like yeah, up underneath yeah. almost. He, even like the inside of the other thigh he almost hit of the plant leg. I don't know how it all works. My issue, though, with everything with these announcers is they make a decision and then when they see video proof in front, they refuse to get off it because it's Mm -hmm. like they have too much pride to be like, well, you know what? Actually, I think I was wrong there. There's none of that. It's always like they're talking to make themselves right as opposed to something else. And it's like that one, I, I did not... I didn't comment about it on social media because I didn't know the right answer. But in my head, he got pretty he got hit pretty fucking hard. It's he like did. Clock. He did. What do you want from the guy? The guy has one leg straight up in the air and he's jumping in the sky. Like there's a reason to protect his because that's a blown knee or anything like mm-hmm. what happens? He has to blow his leg out for it to be a roughing? Like I don't fully it, No, it, I think like if if he was to fake it, right? If he was to fake it, if it was like an acting thing, I hate that. I never did it. I don't respect people that do it. Granted, get you yards and first downs possibly. But it seemed like that was a real shot. It's like, what do these people want? What do you people want? What do you, you you stole the first down from Hecker, and now this dude gets killed in the middle of the air, and all of a sudden it's not. Get, get out of here. That's also just the Packers in a nutshell. Undisciplined, stupid plays. Like Who's that special teams coach? Ron Zook. That Hate fucking that idiot. Wasn't worth a shit when he was the head coach at Florida. Wasn't worth a shit when he was at <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Listen to this Packers fan. It just, it, and again, it's just, it's Rodgers' window is closing so rapidly, you you just you it's infuriating to it watch sounds, seasons it like it sounds this. like you are not happy over I, it just uh, the packers are like one of the few things that bring me joy in life <laughs> <laughs> sounds like and, one of the few yeah exactly and then when you have to just like sit there and watch it like even when it was 17-17 and they didn't uh like score before half or at least get any points up is just like all right you know the there's just no way they're gonna win they just have no shot they had that big stop too we were talking about that earlier that fourth and goal stop they had that that was a season turner almost and i I would say game turner because obviously you get a goal line stop that changes the game yeah then aaron jones gets eight yards on the first two plays and mccarthy dials up like a 60 yard bomb on third and two and (laughs) they have to punt and then the patriots come back and score and who's calling plays right now Yo, jk scott it just about uh it wasn't mccarthy right mccarthy's not calling plays it's guy behind him or is it mccarthy it's it's mccarthy 
So, J.K. Scott, <laughs> let's go on a little positive route for the Packers. They had a plane waiting for J.K. Scott mm-hmm. to fly him home just in case his wife had a baby. Yep. What's he going to do? He's going to leave in the middle of the game? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. I, how, they, they said that they had a plane ready for him. It's like, what, so the punter is just going to leave at yeah. halftime? That happens what? a lot, doesn't it? Guys, like, expect their wives are expecting, like, during the season? It's a, it's a terrible thing because the families in NFL worlds are held hostage by the NFL. You get traded, you have to pick up and move to another city. The schedules are crazy. It's just, but it's a high paying job. So it's just the way it goes, you know, Mm -hmm. but you would hope that you time the birth for the off season. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of conversations about that, about when you should try to impregnate somebody so you don't have to deal with it during the season. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like guys going and seeing their wives, normally they just choose not to go to the game. Right, so right. if a guy is if a guy is hell bent on seeing his wife, which by the way, respectable. If that's yeah. if it's a birth of your child, you want to be there for it, respectable. For sure. But you don't even go to the game then. Then it's like you know what I mean. Saying you were, if you're a rookie punter, and you're you're gonna leave the game at halftime. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's seventeen right. seventeen. I don't know if that's Tie right. game. Who's Mason Crosby's gonna step in there and try to punt? Because it's gonna be fun. Like <laughs> that's gonna be tough to go back in that locker room. It's gonna be because the punter. You don't think about the punter until you lose them, and you have to have somebody go in there. Ryan Allen got hurt whenever we played him. They had Goskowski punting. His first one was good, and then like four were shit. And it was like we could have huh. stole the game out of there, but it didn't happen. It's like that type of I don't I didn't see how that was going, especially work. against the Patriots when like field position is yes. so important, yeah. it's everything. so important. It's all they care about. They care about technique football, right? Basically. Field position. We're not gonna make any dumb mistakes. We're gonna do this, but man the. The trick plays are what's awesome with the fucking Patriots is that they're willing to roll the dice. The old Edelman toss. The old Edelman toss. The amount of patience. We talked about this earlier. The amount of patience that took for the O-line just to stand there is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. How about the flea flicker? I've seen a lot of flea flickers, but he he got the ball, did a little juke move to the left, and then tossed it back. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, so it sells it a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's not just like a handoff quick. He really held it. Yeah, it's it's the Patriots being the Patriots. It's, It's insane. And then they had that the revert, like I said, the Edelman thirty-seven yard. The Celtics, the Pacers beat the Celtics the other night, though. So mm-hmm. Celtics yeah. suck yes, at basketball. It sucks. You oh, guys oh. are bad at sports. <laughs> hey, hey, we're bad. fine. It's early in the season. It sucks. You guys are bad at sports. We, we beat Denver last <laughs> night. Feel great about it. So I think we're uh, the Celtics. The Texans beat Denver too. Who cares? Denver. Oh, you're Nuggets. talking about basketball. Oh yeah, 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 hey, yeah big yeah. basketball guy. I forgot you're a Massive. basketball blogger now. Uh, huge, huge, actually. One of the bigger ones. Actually, tonight, uh, I got a couple picks here. This is Tuesday, not Monday. Tuesday, not Monday. Bucks Trailblazers over. Hawks Hornets over. Mavericks spread. Donkic is back. Lock them all in. I'm a big over guy now. A, a huge over guy. I think every, every NBA spread over 230, I'm slamming it. If, if, you, if you think a team is going to score 115 to 115, then yeah, they'll probably put up one thirty or something. They've been at scoring least, a lot this year. At least that's how I'm thinking. Yeah, they've been scoring. It's so much. Two hundred and thirty is an over right now. Yeah. That you were your said is a lock. The one that I had last night was two thirty four. Pelicans Thunder. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I think I'm going with the theory. If the over under is set at above two hundred thirty. Which is high. Which is incredibly high. So if Vegas thinks there's a potential of them being this high, they're going to hit it. Then, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to slam them. Anything that's over 230 as an over-under, hit it. So we're bankrupting my bookie. Bankrupting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another bet that I think is pretty much a lock 
is today Mike Braun over Joe Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Donnelly's got Sleeping no Joe. Shot. Joe. I blocked this in three months ago. Bro. I blocked his bet in three months ago. Bro, have you seen his career? You guys watched football with me the other day. Those commercials on Joe Donnelly are so They're bad. Insane. Especially when they go back to his young photo. It's like, uh, look at him now. He's fat and stupid and doesn't go to his meetings. Listen, next year or next election season, it's going to be very difficult not to take this money that they're throwing out for these political commercials. Imagine them like sitting down the production company and going, all right, we're going to destroy this guy. Okay, what are some Who has ideas? Any ideas? No show Joe. No show Joe. That's it. Oh, sleepy Joe. Some guy's on there. Well, he's actually my cousin, so I don't think I can uh, I honestly, I honestly don't know if Joe Donnelly's a good guy or not. I have no clue. No idea. But he <laughs> is getting murdered in these commercials, and I don't even know if he knows it. He has to. He ha- yeah, his kids have to watch. I wonder, he's had to see one. I They're wonder if his kids watch him. They're sitting here and taking him. it, though. There's no real fight back. Why not? Why aren't they rebuttling? They had him in an RV at one point. Like, I'm traveling. It's like, yo, you need to get off that bus. They <laughs> start doing some damage control, they, Joe. They attacked his bus. They, like, did a whole commercial <laughs> with money flying out of him because he blows his money away in his truck. <laughs> yeah, they make him do, like, a 12-point bus turn in it. They make him look like an idiot. Dude, he's got no... I'm telling you, it's... it's his chances are low. There can't be any more savage commercials than those Joe Donnelly ones. The only way the Joe Donnelly could come back is if he makes like a raptus, and that's the only way to like win. Like last week, he had a flub in the debate. Oh no, he he did he. And I'm surprised that it's probably in every commercial last night. Like we haven't gone home yet. Yeah. I'm I'm betting this is in every commercial from last night. It should be. He's, really, is that bad? It was just dumb. It was just something. He said that uh, they asked about his um, basically basically like ethnic. Uh, support, like how he supports ethnicities. <laughs> he was like, our Secretary of State is an Indian American. Oh, I see. But he's so good at working. <laughs> oh, oh, the old butt. But, yeah, the old exactly. Then he doubled down again. He hit him with another one. He was like, our state um, or our Secretary of something is an African American. But she works incredibly hard. You would never guess it. It's like, what, bro? That's like the janitor and Billy Madison. Like, Miss Lippy drives a oh green my God. car. It's like, dude. That's day one shit. Day one. Yeah. It was in the debate, too. Sleeping Joe. Sleeping Joe. Sleeping Joe. Good old Sleeping Joe. I'm sure his kids must have seen some of these commercial stuff. I, I feel like they almost might hate him now. Last night during the first quarter of the game, it was only attack ads for commercials. Just back and forth. It was just one would be for Sleeping Joe, and then the next one was Mike Braun. It is just, blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. They're responding yep. that he's wearing a blue shirt. I'm yep. like, I don't think you guys are on the same playing field here. <laughs> the I wonder if everywhere is like this, though. It is. At least I know Iowa's like this. Too. Iowa's a huge one, though. Oh, Iowa, yeah. Indiana is more important now. I don't think it's normally like this. Indiana's more important now. Mm-hmm. So it's like this vote. Iowa always yeah, matters. Iowa's huge. I just, I've never been a part of anything like this. Because I, I think in Pittsburgh, when I was growing up, I don't think Pittsburgh was a huge, like, we need the vote of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I saw a lot of the commercials. These commercials, I've, if you don't live in an area, that does this type of political campaign commercial. Dude. You are missing out on Move so to much. One. Move oh to one my now. God. It so is funny. worth it. Yeah, oh yeah. Dude, these Indiana political commercials, you should go vote, by the way. I've said it a couple times in the show. Go vote if you haven't. If you can, you should. These attack ads, dude, are next. It's like local car commercials, <laughs> but they're making them against humans. It's fucking incredible. I don't know who makes them. They are hysterical. Yeah, they're like anti-drug ads, but against Joe Donnelly. Dude, he was what? Inflatable hair, whaley, flacky guy <laughs> at yeah. one point in a commercial. <laughs> it was insane, dude. What a luck.
I don't remember in Massachusetts if they do that or not. Honestly, That's, I don't. Th- growing I, up, I, I don't no think idea. It they I, weren't this savage in Michigan. I can tell you that much. So Iowa though has always mattered. So oh, Iowa, yeah. there's always the caucus, yep. right? Iowa caucus mm-hmm. or whatever. So yep. Iowa has always it mattered. basically starts the campaign trail every year. But bro, huh. Indiana has all of a sudden gotten really important in these voting. And man, these commercials—they're just—they have to be just be dumping money into these commercials. Oh yeah. So I just want to let everybody know: next election season, we are open for business. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like us to read ads, because they're to be paying so much money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Prime time spots on Sunday night football, Patriots, Packers, and it's just four commercials back to back like sleeping Joe Donnelly, Mexico Joe, <laughs> go bay. I'm like, yo, how much money have you paid for these ads? First quarter too, so you know everybody's, everybody's watching. watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I well, often wonder the the um price per slot. Yeah, like right before, right after the two-minute drill in the fourth quarter, two-minute warning, Mm -hmm. I assume that's a big time because they think it's going to be a close game possibly. After Carrie Underwood? Yep. Definitely a big time. At the beginning, it's definitely a good time. Probably right out of half is probably a slow time, I'd assume. That's not that expensive of a time. But it's. I wonder what the price breakups are. I would look at Vegas like odds and see if it was like a, like a plus one or minus one and bet fourth quarter and put it in the fourth quarter. So I know it's going to be a close game. It says the average price we go. Uh, for a 30-second ad is $728,434. That's national, though. Yeah. So let's assume that these campaign ones are just local. So local slots have a certain amount in the primetime game. So like the NBC local affiliate has a certain amount of minutes right. mm-hmm. that they have in the national show, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Normally it might be a weather or like a check-in like tomorrow morning or this show. And instead they just sell them to these local campaigns. You think they're, there's no way they're paying 700000 no, no, no But no. it's no got to be probably like 50, a lot. 50 70000 It's got to be a good Anywhere from change. 50 to 75 There it is. Did that oh. just come out? Yep. Yeah, so in my head, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. We could take a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sleeping Joe, you missed it, man. We could have came back swinging for you. We would have thought of something if you would have oh, came been fun. Bro, he's got no shot. Mm-mm. No shot. He's been there for a little bit, too. So, I mean, you got to think, if he's already been in office for a couple of years, they're looking for someone. Now. They normally have a, I don't want to say a target on their back, but normally the people, there's a lot of people that vote like, who's in there now? Oh, well, I want the opposite. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is, like, who's in there now? That's been a something. I enjoy the voting process, man. It's, I, it's insane. The competition to the top is just, there's nothing like politics. They're looking for volunteers right now to count. Ballots? Oh, I'm in. Count votes. Could you not? Could you not cook those though? Oh yeah. Those are just volunteers. That's the Italian in you, by the way. Point oh oh nine percent. It's popping out now. But it really, they were on the news looking for volunteers. Like we need more volunteers to count ballots. And I'm, I'm I watching. It was a computer. I'm watching. Yeah, but somebody has to put the ballots into the. Like there's part there's a hand to the machine. Yeah, you put it into but, the ballot but, box. But also there are electronic ballots, like Zito's saying, like where it's just a computer. Yeah, and I've done that. Those are more rigged than the human ones. That's what yeah, those are the Florida ones. That right? was the Simpsons. Yeah. Wasn't that the Simpsons? Yeah. Where they yeah. pressed where he, the one and the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he kept he kept pressing Obama, and it just went to the other. John uh, McCain. John yeah. McCain. Yeah. 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 I want change, he said. And then they would go right to it. But it is it is very interesting because there are ballots that people put in, I guess, because they were showing people counting the ballots that they needed. It might have been early entry. Maybe they send it in. And they, you just have these very, I don't want to say basic looking people, but very basic looking people just reading a name and putting it in a box. I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Could easily miss one. Well, especially in the political climate that we're in right now. Oh, yeah. We're in a wild political climate right yeah. now. With, wild. With, with the caravan on the way. 
<laughs> they're at they're at Mexico City right now. I am I yeah, I have a couple theories on uh What if they arrive right on election day? And Trump's like, What did I tell you? What did I say? <laughs> it's crazy. No one listened. It's, this is a wild world related. How fun it would be oh, if yeah. he sleeps in like for like one of the like the debates or something? Who, Joe? Yeah. He'd just be he'd just be living up to his name. Sleeping Joe's got no shot. <laughs> Good old sleeping Joe. I, I, I've never met Joe Donnelly. I've never met this. I just pulled up his Mike office Ron. is right downtown. Yeah, but he's in D.C. all the time, right? It's true. Yeah. So he's Gotta never. Be. I've never seen Joe Donnelly at a Colts game. I've never met him before at anything. Normally, people come through there. Like I've I've met Mike Pence because he came through. I've met a lot of these people. Joe Donnelly dyes his hair too. I Joe Donnelly never come through. I've never <laughs> met him. And the only thing I know of him are these fucking commercials. And it's like, Joe, I think they lost the campaign. I think they act, that's a campaign, though. PR is a campaign, right? I assume uh, that's it's part of it, yeah. He lost the campaign, I think. We'll see. I mean, maybe he wins. What if he wins tomorrow? It's the biggest Today. underdog story he, in Indianapolis. He's history. a favorite in the my book. Yeah, he, oh, I was going to say, typically, I think this is what happens is the incumbent just gets attacked like crazy to try to get him out of there. But he's still got a stronghold on like a majority of uh, the people oh. voting. So maybe uh, this is me just being a rookie watcher here because I'm not used to this. I'm really not used to watching this type of stuff. Because in my head, I'm like, OK, I am just scoring this strictly off of these commercials. They changed my mind. That's how I'm looking at it, too. Joe's got how no shot. No shot. The only way he wins is if he gets, like, Bull on his team. That's, that's Bro, he needed Dr. Bull, like, <laughs> three, four months ago to come out and do a commercial. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Mike Braun looks like Steve Hawkins, though. Steve Hawkins' wheelchair, right? Stephen yeah. Hawkins. Stephen, Stephen Hawkins' Hawkins. wheelchair. I was close Steve Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> You're an idiot. Jesus Christ. Election day is a crazy day. I'm excited for it. Tonight, Seth Meyers is going live. Uh, Colbert is going live. I think Fallon's going live. Everybody goes live. What, uh, at midnight? Uh, yeah, 11.30 or 12.30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody oh. goes live. A little election talk. Bro, did, if you watched, man, presidential election night was awesome. <laughs> Just as an entertainment person. Uh, oh, yeah, a couple of years ago? Oh. November? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Dude, just the heartbreak from everybody on TV was Holy next level. Utter shock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crying. There was people crying yeah. on going, TV. Going to class the next day after that, they actually announced the teachers. They're like, listen, if, if anybody here needs to see like a peer counselor <laughs> or anything because of what happened last night, we understand. Yeah. They, they gave us sheets of paper. It's like, calm down, everybody. I don't, it's, it's the president here. It's the best, man. It is the be- I'm just a person that enjoys entertainment. Yeah. Okay. If you're if you're on the left side of the table and you're dumb, I will say you are dumb. If you're on the right side of the table and you are dumb, I will say you are dumb. But from clearly an entertainment perspective, watching all those suited and booted talking heads with makeup on and millions of dollars to talk about stuff, just completely like it's the worst day of their life ever was awesome. It's just from an entertainment value. Absolutely awesome. I assume it's going to happen again. I assume it'll happen again. And you can always get the other side of it, too. So like tomorrow, if it's a, if today's a big Democrat day, go ahead and flip on Fox News tonight. It'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining. <laughs> Is that how it works? It's just opposite? Oh, yeah. They, well, that's their only existence. MSNBC and Fox News existence is to be polar opposites of each other. The mainstream network, CNN, and they have definitely leaned left since Trump has got in because yeah. I think they hate Trump. I honestly, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. 
The, all, no, their granted, ar- all their articles online are very anti-Trump. But they've completely alienated a part of the country now. So now it's yeah. like it's become Fox News versus everybody else, and yeah. it's very it's a very notable balance, a very notable battle. I mean, and if you just watch tonight, depending on who wins, go watch the other side. Oh, it's the best! Just absolute best hour of. Free entertainment if that you Joe could Donnelly have. If Joe Donnelly wins, what would be the title? Like, Joe Donnelly's awake now? So if Joe Donnelly wins, I want to watch his press conference just to see what sleeping Joe sounds <laughs> see like. See if he's just hammered drunk. Because that's what I'm imagining. I'm yes. imagining he's blackout drunk. Like, <laughs> what? how'd I do this? I huh? <laughs> sleeping Joe? Yeah. What? Wait, wait. I'm not... This is an acceptance oh speech, huh? God, huh? Oh, I got to switch out the papers. Did he say a recut? He did. <laughs> All right, I'll go talk, I guess. This was a re- So, Joe, how are you going to celebrate? I'm going to take Dude. a big nap. Because yeah. <laughs> tomorrow they're, they're talking about it being like a huge, just being a huge election day. They're like, this oh, is a is. huge, yeah, huge yeah. day. Because it, it, it's got the implications for the next presidential election. So this is big. This is left versus right to, today is a huge thing. That's what we call a swing vote. No, well, a swing vote would be one person in a panel of voters that would definitely have the way to persuade it one way or the other if it was tied up. Like Kevin Costner in his trailer, for instance. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm happy we brought this up. Yeah. It's well, we didn't bring it up. You brought it up. <laughs> 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 That's gotcha media. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, I'm excited for it, though. Oh, yeah. Well, Just strictly bet. from entertainment perspective, I'm telling you, tonight... Put down your sides of the table and just watch the loser side and just enjoy it and just laugh because it is going to be electric, no matter which way it is, because both sides have been hyping this fight up. Mm-hmm. This is like Mayweather McGregor. This is like Apollo and uh, that other guy. Creed. Yeah, this is in the, the Russian. They oh, have, gotcha. They've been hyping up this fight for a long time. Both sides have been amping up for this day. There's people... And MSNBC and on Fox News who aren't asleep. Tomorrow is Christmas for this. Tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Tomorrow is everything. And just to watch the losing side have to go speak for four hours on TV, they're forced to. It's beautiful. It'd be like if you force the losing team of the Super Bowl to everybody has to go on TV and talk for the next four hours. <laughs> That's what it is. Terrible. Terrible. So whichever side you're on. Yeah, this is the World Cup for politicians right here. Every two years. Yep. These midterm elections come around. Time to fire it up. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. It's good shit. All right. Hey, you guys probably never go to TwitchCon again, huh? Yep. Uh, I actually think it might I know. Be. E3's around the corner and PAX. It really might be worth it. I've, I've, I, I think so. There's a lot of good potential sponsors there. Yeah, honestly. We, we, we get our numbers up depending on where we're at. Well, you guys need to start believing in you. Remember, it's hey. not about the games. It's about hey. the people playing. I need that reminder. Thank hey. you. I'm going to like myself a little more tomorrow. Don't. There's not a lot to like over here. <laughs> <laughs> you should like yourself more. Yeah, we'll see. You too, Zito. Zito thought's one of my favorite accounts. Mm-hmm. I've been supplying it a lot. They're I, back. I too. thought he died. Yeah. Then I, what happened? Who was it? I don't know. That don't person know. doesn't understand they have a job. Yeah. This is why you can't trust anybody outside the office. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people so that are it's not someone in the office. I don't know. I've been tweeting it as if it's not somebody. In yeah, the I've been DMing it when I was at TwitchCon. I was just maybe DMing. it's Zito the whole goddamn time. Mastermind. It's nah. like me talking to my thoughts. <laughs> That's what he said last time about it. The Bears are good, huh? Very good. <laughs> I, I, I get take a hike. <laughs> what do you mean? Kyle Fuller's uh, just tied the league. Interceptions. Suck it. <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah. You too, Connor. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. it's over. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. Hello, hello. Todd, incredible weekend by you. 
It was a fun weekend, buddy. Thanks for coming to the show. Hey, everybody! Thanks. thanks. Yeah, we all um, we all got a chance to go watch old Todd McComas, uh, host of Heartland Radio 2.0 every Wednesday, Friday. We got a chance to watch him do stand up this weekend. It's your first time doing a show in Indianapolis in a while. Yeah, in a good minute. It was interesting. Yeah. I laughed a lot. I had <laughs> I not seen a lot of your, your stuff. Towards the end, you wrapped it up with cop stories. I bailed out at that exact time. It was a good time, too. Thank you. As soon as, yeah. Well, I heard you earlier in the show say, right. I'll be wrapping up with cops. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, as soon as he starts getting to his cop bits, I hope I've heard them, and yeah. that's when I know the show's wrapping up. I'm going to get out of here. But it was an awesome setup in there, and the, the new stuff, I laughed a lot. Did you really? Yes. Right. The word, I don't want to use it because it might, uh, it might ruin it. You can use it. I don't you use the word peer cat <laughs> instead of talking about cougars when talking about older uh, ladies. Yeah. And I fucking, I lost it. I almost fell off my goddamn chair. <laughs> you you have such a good brain. Did you enjoy doing the two shows in Indy? I, I loved it. And I love doing uh, a full hour every now and then. The grind of these guys that do it five days a week. It makes no sense. It's tr- exhausting. Like, by the time, just one show a night after an hour, like, my brain's just ready to fucking check and out. And we're not talking about, exa- like, Todd was in the Marines. He was a state trooper for a long time. We're not talking <laughs> exhausting like a bricklayer. Like, right. I, I don't want somebody yeah. to be like, you want to talk about exhausting. Yeah. It's just, like, that type of mental fucking work, basically, is what it is. Yeah. To keep it going is so interesting. I mean, you know, you've done you've done hour and a half shows. Yes, sets, whatever. Like the the navigation that your mind goes through outside of just the words that are coming out of your mouth that the audience is hearing. They have no idea what's going on in their brain during that hour long set. Dude, you probably talk for four hours in an hour and three hours of it is to yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Because in the brain, you're trying to be a sentence ahead. Yes. So in my brain, I'm trying to be a sentence ahead or two sentences ahead. Uh So the sentence. That's coming up next. That thing has already been thought about five seconds ago. So I'm just hoping that the brain does whatever the brain does and gets it out of my mouth. And then I think of something. I'm like, oh, this punchline would be good here. And now I'm trying not to laugh. I'm two seconds (laughs) ahead. I'm like, oh, wait, I got a sentence coming, though. I got to make sure I don't ruin this. Exactly. It is a mental gymnastics. And then you have like the show Saturday night, right? I think you left before she got too bad. But this lady was just getting loud. Oh, yeah. Loud and talking. Just after every single thing I say, oh, you're just great. You're just, <laughs> you are, you are, thank you for protecting our community. Just as loud as she could. So the whole time I'm thinking of ways to fucking shut her up without pissing her off and the crowd off. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. You, there was a couple of people that wanted to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, it's cool though. I mean, it's like, it's almost. You hope it doesn't happen because it definitely interrupts a show that people are paying to watch. Yes. But on the other hand, it's like, I understand you are excited to see us, so let's have a conversation. So it's it's one of those, it's like yeah. uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. Exactly. exactly. You'd rather them just be a fucking asshole yeah. so that you could yell at them <laughs> when they're nicely disrupting the show. You're uh, like, Mr. Oh. McComas? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there any way we can maybe talk about it? Maybe I'll get there. Yeah. You know, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy. I thought you did very well, though. Oh, uh, thanks, buddy. You have a lot of courage talking about some of the stuff you're talking about up there, though. I want to let you know that. On the... Um, with a... Uh, with a... See, as a guy who has a lady that lives in my Oh, house, yeah. There is some <laughs> things you talk about that I'm like, yo, this guy has got the fucking gut sack of, uh, of, of Dana Holgerson, who called dad go for two with 18 seconds left in tech. The amount of gut sack you have to have up there to tell some of those stories is incredible. It was a real conversation that she and I had. 
that. I could it. imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. I was like, hey, I have some of the. Like, I was like, hey, obviously I had a life before you, but it's uncomfortable still to hear about. Like, I don't want to hear her talking about, right. dude, she's had sex with On a stage in front of 100 people. I was, I was sitting there. I'm like, yo, Todd has got this courage that I could never even fathom. That's why he's a Marine, though, and a state trooper. Something I could do. The show is incredible. Oh, uh, thanks, very, You should be very proud of that hour. We should record that hour, actually. I think it's a good one. Yeah, I'll uh, tighten it up a little bit. And I, the cop stuff without, like, I finally got to the point, I think, where I can fill a, a good hour without any of the cop stuff. So it can... You know what I mean? It can go away. People, every now and then, if they want to hear one, whatever, throw it out. But I uh, I started to tell them one of those stories, and that lady threw me off, and I got I forgot the joke. Oh, no. I, I forgot the story. What night, Friday or Saturday? It was uh, right after you left on Saturday. Okay. Um, it was an old story about my buddy Philip Stoops. was a true story about him calling in to call in a drunk driver, and I answered the phone, and it's just a whole thing. And oh, she yeah, was yeah, talking. you fuck with him. Yeah, I fuck with him, and she was talking, and I got lost in the middle of it. because Wait, I, started, I was there for that. You were in? Oh, yeah, dude. I saw, I saw you working up <laughs> yeah. there. I saw the eyes going. Yeah, I saw I saw you working up there. You got to it, though. Yeah, you finally, got to but it was uncomfortable, dude, for about a good, what, 30, 40 seconds. I was like, I don't know what comes next. If it means anything, we didn't even know. No, I didn't even good. notice. Okay, good. I saw you struggling. Yeah. And so I saw the the brain like working, and I didn't know what it was, but I didn't. It, it didn't come off. You should feel good. Okay, about good. Because yeah. I was and you my said, pants for a second. You said something after she interrupted you, and it fucking killed me. And I can't remember what it was. Like you said it to the whole audience. Like, does anyone else want like a minute up here or something? Oh uh, yeah, you said you, you had like a classic stand-up it comedian. It was so funny when though. she was yelling. Oh, yeah, when they kept she kept yelling out Louisville, Louisville. Was yeah, that the yeah, time? yeah, yeah. I think yeah. anybody else want to hammer home some words? <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's what, what you we need to pronounce differently. <laughs> yeah, anybody want to hammer home some words? Jeez. I thought it was a good show. It Did was you, fun. The Saturday was a very. You're very much into mixed martial arts, so yes. I'm learning that with the blog. The blog, right? I'm learning a lot about mm-hmm. people. So Todd is writing very heavily about the UFC mixed martial arts because that was something you're very into. Yes, and I like getting back into it because I used to be like knew every fighter, everything that was How going come? on. With why, all why, of why is it you did jujitsu or whatever? Yeah, I did. I was always a fan of. It. I always wrestled in school. So when the sport first broke out i saw it on accident i saw the very first ufc live on accident on a satellite dish in my friend's house and it was the craziest fucking thing i'd ever you seen. were just hooked yeah and i was like i am in love with this so I, I never missed one for years after that so i just i was always reading about the fighters i was watching every fucking minute of tv they were on or whatever and then i just kind of took a little break because the ufc got real kind of in my opinion got watered down and I couldn't pronounce half the names anymore because everybody's from Brazil or whatever. Hey, learn fucking English. Hey, hey I'm going to watch this. I would like to know the guys' names. Yeah. And women's names. Yes, yeah. So I just kind of lost track, but now I'm getting back into it because you're letting me talk about it and write about it a little bit. So You've been writing about like, it a lot. I love it. I love it, yeah. You've been writing about it a lot. UFC had a big one, Cormier and uh, the Black Beast, Will Lewis. Derek Lewis. Derek, Derek Lewis. Lewis, yes. Um, everybody kind of knew what was going to happen there, right? yeah. This- on paper, he was supposed to lose, and he did. But the only thing what I thought, I kind of thought he had a chance to catch Comier. So that's what you said about Matreon, though, with Bader. Yep. It's like if he, he has a fighter's chance because if he lands something, he's good. Yeah. It's because they have such knockout power. But no, no. The wrestlers. It, it worked out the way it was supposed to, and he held him down. And the only difference, I like I, I Bader, Ryan Bader, I'm not a fan of him because he just holds people down. That's what happened to Matreon. 
But if you hold somebody down and you continue to strike and work to finish them like Comier did, I'm okay with that. You are a fan. You are okay with um, Cormier basically in his fighting style. Yeah. How about afterwards when I say he wants to go take WWE belt too or something like that? Oh, the hype is so big. You Here, think this is the first time WWE and UFC are pushing a fight? Yes, together, and it's brilliant for the UFC because there's nothing bigger than WWE. Agreed. Uh, right. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, and UFC is not where it needs to be yet. It's growing. Every year, but you think it's Vince McMahon's getting a part of this? I, I hope so because it will only make the UFC better. So this is like Dana White got money with the Mayweather McGregor thing. May, Mayweather's back in the news. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a second. But yep. Mayweather McGregor, Dana White got a piece of that action too. Do you think Vince McMahon and Dana White are teaming up here? Okay, Vince McMahon's like, yo, my guy's Brock, your guy's Cormier. Let's put this together. Let's figure out a negotiation how we can promote this. Because normally when Brock goes mm-hmm. to fight, he disappears from WWE for years. Yes. Now he's still making appearances. He just won the belt again. Yeah. He didn't even have the belt. He just won uh-huh. the belt. And he's going to fight for the UFC belt two months later. And he looked like he was 220 pounds. He yes. looked very yeah. small. Yeah, he did. But he's still a monster. Yeah, Would so. not want to mess with Brock Lesnar, no. but compared to WWE Brock Lesnar, yes. he's very small because he's in the USADA. Not that it means he's taking steroids, but there's probably some stuff, supplements that he can't sure. take that aren't, aren't yeah. technically illegal, but they're against the USADA. I would never say anybody's taking shit if I didn't know it. But it's almost it feels as if Paul Heyman, who's the best promoter in the WWE, is promoting this fight. He's tweeting at Cormier. Cormier is tweeting back. There's a lot of like cross promotion happening. This seems like this is a way for UFC to earn yeah. back that. Billion. And that's what I was going to ask you because I don't think it's Vince McMahon. I think it's one of the newer minds or the, the you know that. No, Vince kind of, McMahon is the guy. If it's going to happen, Vince McMahon. But do you think it. it was his initial idea, or do you think it was Heyman or his son who were like, "Hey, we you know what we should do is maybe embrace this relationship a little I, bit I, and help them." I wish I knew more. I wish I knew more about the behind the scenes stuff. But I think Paul. Heyman might be the guy who that mentions would it. would be great. After talking to Paul Heyman down to WrestleMania, it seems like he kind of does what he wants to do. Right. So mm-hmm. if he's doing something, it's probably his Well, and Brock's the guy, so yeah. So maybe the idea was, hey, we could probably negotiate a pretty pretty good deal here if we just kind of cross-promote this. Yeah, and if you think about it, when a UFC fighter is past his primer ready to step down from mixed martial arts, if he is pop, a really popular guy and can transition into the WWE, that helps them. Yeah, you you look at Shayna Baszler right now, who's the NXT Women's Champion, I believe. Yeah. I believe she's still a champion. Mm-hmm. She's former MMA. Yeah. You got Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey, former MMA. Brock Lesnar has mm-hmm. been in the MMA. You got a lot of the uh, Riddle, Matt Riddle at yep. NXT. He's a former uh, MMA fighter. There's a lot of ex MMA people that are coming into WWE, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's better. I think the pipeline from USC to WWE might be better in the ring. Right. right then, like for NFL to, because uh, the, they had this big initiative to push an NFL pipeline basically into the WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, when your NFL's career is over, come on in. Same thing happened with Roman Reigns. It's what happened with right. a lot of the guys, right? Athletes come over there, mm-hmm. and I think they're kind of starting to do that with the uh, mixed martial arts as well. The only thing that might lack is the microphone. That might be the only thing because yeah. Ronda Rousey in the ring is one of the best female wrestlers I've ever seen in my entire life. She mm-hmm. is. Her debut was incredible. She knows how to roll. She got. That leverage, she understands all of it. It's just like guys who wrestle in high school are better at professional wrestling later right. on because they know leverage and roles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just whether or not the microphone can work. That's, you know? It's going to be tough. There won't be very many. I don't think. Like Comey, I think, has the right, the mind and voice for it, but he doesn't have the body. He looks like 
a dad. He looks like, you know what I mean? He's he a double champ like- right now in the best fighting organization in the world. He's two champ, and he looks like Gary Brackett. <laughs> he does. He looks just like Gary Brackett. He looks like Gary yes. Brackett. And it's almost, it makes him more relatable. Uh-huh. But yeah, when it, it comes to like a fear factor, it's... yeah. It's like, yo, I hope that I never run into a human that's built like you and I accidentally disrespect him somehow yeah. and get fucking tackled, tapped out, and knocked out at the same time. It would time. be easy to do for a decent-sized guy to be like, oh, whatever, you pudgy fuck. And yeah, then, and then boom, boom, yeah, dead. Fucking neck. I watched him train at Jake Glazer's gym when he was getting ready for Bones, Jones, mm-hmm. and he, his shirt said, I break bones or something like or I break bones. Oh, I remember bones. that shirt, yeah. Yeah, and this guy walked in, and I'm like, who the fuck? That guy, because I just partied with John Jones like two weeks before that in Baltimore yeah. whenever he was messing with and I was like, Yo, that guy, is that a guy's trainer? He's like, no, that's the guy. I'm like, that guy wants to fight John Jones? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I just don't know. I don't know if that guy knows. And yeah. then it turns out he's now the double champ. I was completely wrong. He, yeah. he is the most non-assuming person I've ever seen in my life. He never yeah. beat John Jones. No, he, and he never could. There's no way he could ever beat John Jones. But he, for him to be the second toughest light heavyweight that's you know, and also the toughest heavyweight right now, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, but uh, the light heavyweight and heavyweight champion are about to be the same people in uh, Bellator, too. Yeah. Bader's about to be mm-hmm. double light heavyweight and heavyweight champ. It's like mm-hmm. they, it's almost like, is it hurting that they're having the people wrestle and fight in both, or should they keep them in their own divisions? Because if they're both, if right. both fighting organizations have the light heavyweight and the heavyweight champ the same person, mm-hmm. is there really a difference? Well, this is what I truly think is going to happen in January. Uh, I am a big Comier fan, but I'm also a huge Brock Lesnar fan. I really think Brock Lesnar is going to beat him. Really? And Brock Lesnar is going to be the heavyweight champ, and then you'll see Comier just kind of stick to light heavyweight. light heavyweight for a How while. much? How old is Brock? He is 41. Brock Lesnar is 41 years old. Comier is 39. And he's putting himself through a fight camp right now. Yeah. Just ready to go to actual war in the... That is incredible to me. He took a four-year layoff after being the champ. He came back and beat, uh, you know, he beat um, beat somebody. Kane Velasquez. Yeah, like, no, he lost to Kane, but he came back and beat somebody. Uh, Anyways, he just yeah. puts his big paws on people's face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, he can wrestle. He's a, yeah, Division I uh, champion. champion wrestler at heavyweight. And then he he adds, like, Another element, which is weird because it's mixed martial arts, he's like the only guy I know who has his own martial art, and it's just superhuman fucking strength. <laughs> like he's, it's really like a, a, its own fighting form almost. He is freakishly He can just strong. hold people down. Like Cormier yes. is a little meat muscle, I assume, at wrestling, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but Brock can manhandle him if he wants to. Yeah, and he has this thing that nobody else has where he, and guys that have fought him have said this, like, he literally can peel your arm back when other guys, like, not even be in the best position. Just out of pure strength, peel your arm back away from your face and knock you out with a six-inch punch. Like, he's, he's that fucking strong. Because his arms, his hands are so heavy. Yes. Such heavy hands. Mm-hmm. So Brock Lesnar's heavyweight champ in a little while. I think so. I, I, I hope so, because that's going to be the best thing that ever happened. Okay, and Mayweather now, just got in the news, he's fighting a guy in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to get all the downloads in Japan, I assume. It's gonna, what a genius idea. <laughs> he's going to crush. There was a bunch of people. I saw the tweet that announced it. There was a bunch of people giving gifts like, who, who, who? And it's like, you watch highlights. That guy sells out arenas in Japan. Yeah, yeah he's like the wonder boy over there. Like He's the hottest thing going. Genius for Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. This, we can't say it enough. He <laughs> is very punchable human being. Very. Very hateable human being. 
But when it comes to promoting himself and marketing himself and cashing out on it, he is a genius. He makes money like nobody's ever made money. I mean, it's incredible. Like to find this deal, and he's fighting mixed martial. He's signing with a mixed martial art organization, but he, I noticed that he said, "Well." We haven't established the rules yet. You know what the rules are going to be. It's boxing. No kicking or, or takedowns. It's going to be boxing with smaller gloves, which is awesome for him. Yeah, because he can land them. Yeah, and, and the he, other guy can't. And the other guy won't be able to hit No. Him. So no Floyd way. Mayweather's now going to beat the the best guy at the time in UFC. He's going to beat the best guy at the time in the Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. And then Floyd's just going to be able to roll into like a Russian one. Yeah, that's you know? what he'll do. Or China. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. He should fight Jake or Logan Paul. He really should. It yeah, would, but they're huge compared to him. It would make That's so what I'm much saying, money. Though, how ma- how no, many... I'm saying they're 230 oh, pounds. Like weight wise, oh, yeah, yeah. There's would, no right. way they could get down to 140 or whatever it is. Well, he, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Logan there's Paul's like six n- two. There's no way those dudes can get down to 140. No way. And that way he fights at 135 or something like that. Yeah, one. Yeah, 150. One, I think 150 is lightweight, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he fights at 150 yeah. or 155. Whatever it is, there's no way Jake or Logan Paul. No, because I think Logan Paul walks around at like 205. Jake Paul said he wanted to go after uh, or Jake or Logan. Jake, I think. Dear Dylan, Austin Dylan. Oh, Dylan Dennis. Yeah. Dylan Dennis. There it is. Austin Dylan's the NASCAR guy. Mm-hmm. Dylan Dennis. He said, I, I want to beat your ass or something. And Bellator responded. The owner of Bellator was like, yeah, let's talk if you're a new business partner. And Jake sure. Paul should be like, uh, you can talk to my business <laughs> Hey, uh, good, good one, Bellator. How uh, about you talk to my people, actually? That's hilarious. If he does fight, that's a huge. The Paul brothers, I think, want to get into fighting. They really do. Yeah, both I think them. they miss it almost. There's a video online of the younger one, um, Jake. Jake, fighting an MMA guy. And I think he got beat in the fight, but he is holding his own. I watched that boxing video of him when he boxed that other guy. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. This, the, all the dramatics that went into it right. was pretty insane. I've I never mean, seen it yet. The Paul brothers have quite a operation. One here. million buys. That's when much, Logan Paul fought that KSI. How much guy. was it? At $10. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. Self-made. I that's mean, like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. It's exactly like Floyd Mayweather. They're selling their own stuff. Uh-huh. It's incredible. But instead of charging $50, they charge 10 bucks. Yeah, make it, it affordable. That would be the difference between Floyd Mayweather and the Paul Brothers, which will probably yeah. happen in a couple of years. They'll probably. probably up it to $50. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. They're so Brock Lesnar's, Brock Lesnar's heavyweight champ. Mayweather's going to beat this dude in Japan. Yeah. What else? Cormier is going to be light heavyweight champion. Is, is he going to go to WWE, you think? I think so. He's he's 39 now. He he might go for another year, maybe two, and then, yeah, he makes it over. Cormier, um, not Cormier, Conor McGregor, you think he does anything? What, has he got four more fights or five more fights in the UFC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think he wins any of them? Yeah, I think so. He'll, uh, they'll give him a matchup with uh, – I don't know if he wins any. That You don't think so? Dude, that is a sport where you have to be uncomfortable. That's why I'm so impressed by Brock Lesnar. He's been so rich point. for so long, mm-hmm. and he's still able to train at 6 a.m. And, and still able to do three cardio sessions a day. It's very difficult Dude. when there's a yacht waiting for you yeah. to want to do the miserable work that the fight game requires. Brock Lesnar is like a, he's a, a fucking shark. Like he has those instincts. Like I've never seen anybody in my life. Like you said, he also he, lives in the woods too. He, yeah. so there's not a lot of distractions. He, he lives up in the woods, train in the woods in his little barn, like a madman, like Rocky fighting in the, the middle Russian. of Canada. Yeah. And why, dude? You have so much money, but he has that desire at all times to be the best. And it's there's nobody. He like said that. he has to climb up a pole to get mm-hmm. phone service. <laughs> 
<laughs> he lives out in the middle of nowhere. He has to climb up a pole to get phone service. Oh my god! I I don't know how the W the WWE land a plane then on his plane. And be like he's like, oh, well, guess I gotta go. Like how does he even know? He lives out in the middle of the wilderness. I guess. Yeah, it's crazy. That's like Connor would have to go live out in the middle middle of the wilderness. I think I, I think you do have a good point on Connor. It's this is gonna be the beginning of the end. Did he you might, guys see that picture? It came out. He was smoking a coin cone joint or whatever. I don't know if he was actually smoking it. Stuff but he, a cone. Yeah, yeah he definitely yeah. was posted. With I'm just it. saying, like not. Not that smoking is an issue. No, not at all. Not at all. Not that having a proper 12 whiskey company is an issue. <laughs> right. But in that fight game, I feel like discipline is the biggest part of all of it. It's yeah. all of it. And it's very difficult to have a lot of discipline when you have $100 million when you were completely broke before that. Yeah, because it's just like the NFL, the the level of separation small. between top tier and the next tier is so small. It's so marginal that it's all mental. Like you think Khabib... Who's got absolutely nothing in Russia, basically. He's rich, I assume, but he's got nothing compared to what Conor McGregor is. Mm-hmm. You think Conor McGregor outtrained Khabib? Do you think that happened? No way. No, no way. way. Do you think somebody who has $100 million, and I'm not saying this as a shot. If I have $100 million, it's going to be hard to find me, too. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hard to find me. But you think somebody who's going to go into a gladiator cage is going to train harder than somebody who has no money? No, no way. The chip on the shoulder is a real yeah. thing, and once you get a hundred million and you're a broke kid, it's like uh, it's hard to have a chip on the shoulder when it seems like I've conquered the fight game. He said the only way you win in this game is you you are me or you fight me. Basically, it's the only way you win. It was his last Instagram post, and it's like yeah, he'll continue to rack in money, but I don't think it's going to be wins. You're right. He'll he'll never get the belt again. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't totally think it'll think be wins. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. going to be wins. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be unless they give him some, but it's hard. It's going to be hard. Marketing proper 12 whiskey, which is an alcoholic thing, which already ruins your muscles. Let's, mm-hmm. let's We don't have to get into the science. But I mean, George Kittle said the reason why he got this is you stop drinking as much. <laughs> so let's just assume that him pushing proper 12 whiskey, uh-huh. he's not drinking it nearly as much as we think he is. Let's right. assume that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Not that it isn't a good time. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, though, does not help you physically. It is not something that helps you physically. No. Let's assume... Having a yacht at your dispense at all times isn't hurting him at all. Let's say it's helping him somehow. <laughs> then how do we how do we get him not walking into that mansion with a Rolls Royce when in his documentary he was in like a little fucking cubby hole? How do we have him not get comfortable and do that? It's yeah. like there's no way. No, there's no way. There's that so that many documentary, dis- dude, that guy was in that documentary was the hungriest Human. fucking animal in yeah. the pack. And hungriest. This, there's no way now with this much money. How could you be? Yeah. Because everything you were hungry for, you got. Yeah, everything. Everything you were hungry for, you got. Mm. You were known as the best fighter on earth at one point. You made $100 million at one point. Everybody knows your name and likes you. What else could you possibly want? Well, I want that UFC belt one more time. Okay. It'll happen. That's going to be... Maybe it does, though. Maybe he has a moment like where maybe he has a year... Maybe he loses a couple fights and he's like... That's not me anymore. You know, like maybe he hits like somehow he finds a rock bottom to hit. Yeah. But I don't know how it's going to happen when you have a hundred million dollars. <laughs> he could spend 90 of it, I guess. Yeah, in I, two years, I guess. Then, yeah. Like the yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Thing. And then they have to come back hungry. But I don't know. It didn't work for Tyson either, though. He's in movies. Though. He's he good in movies. It? Yeah. Maybe Conor McGregor would be good in movies. <sighs> Fight games uh, an interesting world, though. I'm happy you're inside it of it. Yeah. It's fun, man. How should we read your blogs? We asked this to Diggs. What, what, Diggs said we should read it in a sultry voice. He's yeah, sultry. what's your voice on the blogs? When we read your blogs, what is the voice? Um, I would say smoke like 
30 cigarettes. So it's just your standard. Right, get, get yourself a little gravelly, a little, I got a little part of it. That's the way my voice sounds, I have a little bit of that attitude behind my writing. Well, okay, okay, that's good to know. Okay, a little, good. Yeah. So we're just reading your voice. Yeah. Got it. I think so. All right, good shit. Thank you, Todd. All right, buddy. Man, these conversations have been top of the line. Huh? You just Next can't level. beat them. I'm pretty proud of us. Not bad. I'm pretty proud of us. Bloggers now in the office? Bloggers, late night conversations here for the podcast to launch early in the morning. Political pundits. Huh? Political conversation. I mean. We've given uh, bets, locks. We've told people to tweet to be part of chat with Pat. Mm -hmm. There's an end game game coming up. That's a good time. This show is really just a one-stop shop for anything you need. All of it. You know there's a loan company that is a one-stop shop for anything you need as well. Huh. And it's Upstart. Upstart has revolutionized how we borrow money by going beyond the traditional FICO score to offer personal loans, taking into account factors like job experience and education when determining your interest rate. Wow. Like that? You, it's a company that thinks. Right. Which is very nice. A little common sense. It's quick and easy. Checking your Upstart rate is free and has no effect on your credit score. Your Upstart rate takes just two minutes. And if you are approved, you can get your funds as soon as the next business day. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Sufficient tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it doesn't have to be for anything. It could be for anything you want. Get a loan for anything. You want to buy a new TV? Get a loan. You want to maybe do a little wedding wedding? Get a loan. You want to maybe consolidate some debt? Get an upstart loan. Upstart loan is money for you the next day after you get approved, and they go past the traditional FICO score. That's why their interest rates aren't crazy. Financial freedom can look awfully bleak when you have high interest debt, and if your FICO score isn't great, it can make breaking out of that revolving debt cycle harder than it needs to be. Thankfully, Upstart is revolutionizing the whole process. That's their line. Wow. That's really good. We're taking care of you. We're loaning you money and taking care of you. Revolutionary. You hurry to upstart.com slash heartland to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash heartland. Once your loan is approved, the funds will be transferred to your very next business day. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, fund their wedding, or simply make a large purchase. Now it is your turn. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your job history and education in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart takes care of you. They take care of us. They're a good company. Upstart.com slash heartland. Go check your FICO score. Not past your traditional FICO score, your upstart score, and go ahead and get that money and go buy something cool. Maybe mm-hmm. some Christmas sweaters that we just put up for Ooh, sale. Ooh, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. It'll be a good deal. You'll look good. You'll look great. Back to the combo. Some of Todd's jokes. I was so... Uh, it was gutsy. It was gutsy. Very. Talking about his old... Just it's a crazy thought going up there. It's a lot of... Because as soon as you know when you're saying it, you're like, ah, this show ends in like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But with that joke I just said is definitely going to be talked about later. <laughs> it's a good show, though. Todd did great. A man that was at the show, uh, miserable man, Nick Marotta. How's it going, Nick? That's all right. Intro, I don't know if the intro for you was as good as it should have been right there. I would agree. I it just kind of let it fly there. It's kind of <laughs> negative. What have you been up to? Hanging out. What have you been up to? Living. Do you enjoy the blogging world? I do. What do you blog about? Uh, a little bit of everything. Some hockey talk, of oh. course. You know, for the people. 
Did anybody read? Nobody reads them. <laughs> well, the site isn't live yet. We don't know. <laughs> Remains ex- to be seen. I'll be excited to see the amount because we'll be able to see all the clicks. A area. small but vocal minority, let's call it. As long as it's an active group, that's all I care about. That's like my followers. I don't have the most followers, so I got an active group, so it's good. I like them a lot. Um, what do you want to talk about today, Bob? I want to talk about some things that happened over the weekend and today. Okay. Mostly in the realm of despair, disgust, and death. Good. A little bad news, Nick. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. I mean, we're having a good day in here. A lot of good things. George Kittle had a great interview. Uh, Diggs and Todd really broke a lot of things down. Now a little despair, disgust, and dis- death, and discomfort. Death. Despair. No dismemberment this week, but, you know. This week. There's still time. Okay. Well, let me hear how my day is being ruined. Uh, well, Saturdays are about to get a whole lot more boring for you and the rest of America and all the older folks. Even Canada, too, because Lowe's is closing, like, 50 stores. Lowe's. It, Lowe's is like the do-it-yourself store, right? The mm-hmm. DIY. Mm-hmm. Right? So nobody does their shit anymore. Great place to spend a weekend. No more. Who? Did you really ever go into Lowe's? Yeah, my dad. You know my dad. Construction. Handy, yeah, did some construction work. He's a concrete guy. So, you know, I spent a few weekends in Lowe's <laughs> walking around, following him around. I was a Walmart kid. I'd go to Walmart, not Lowe's. I think that's the difference between, like, crossword and word search people, too. <laughs> Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's two different types of people. I was a Walmart guy. Let me mosey around, stare at the people, look at the things. Never really got into Lowe's. I mean, to be honest, I was a Home Depot guy. For a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. Home Depot is yep. still thriving, by the way. College Game Day brought to you by Home Depot. Still but Lowe's thriving. came in and kind of stole their thunder, put up a bunch of stores, and then seems like they overexpanded. Shot their load a little bit. Oh, that's what happened to Lowe's? That's what it sounds like. It's a real shame. Home Depot, OG, still standing, though. Because that house was built on brick and stone. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> you know what I mean? A home is made of love alone. That was uh, the only like poster we had up in the house. A house is made of brick and stone. A home. Is made of love alone. Uh, Sally put it up right in the middle of the living room. I don't know what that means. Sally's the least like that <laughs> poster I've ever seen in my life. That was touching. This next one's going to be tough to follow after. What after is hearing it? That. Uh, a newlywed couple died in a helicopter crash as they left their wedding reception. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Where'd that happen at? Texas. Uh, RIP to Will Byler and Bailey Ackerman Byer. She didn't even get to change her name. Oh, she did, I guess. Oh, yeah, technically. Not. Legally, what happens? Uh, obviously, the, the 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 whole party watched this happen. Uh, I didn't get that many details, but that would be. I've always oh, been man. against helicopters. Oh, man. I've always been against them. You're fighting the air at all times, but on your big day, the grand exit. We are now husband and wife. All these years and years of pressure to get engaged and then pressure to get married. Here we are, and then it all just goes down. It's one way out. I don't think you should just be trying to hop on helicopters now because you heard somebody died on one. <laughs> oh, I mean, not for me. I'm good right now. But, you know. It's You're talking just... about out of, till death. Yeah. Till death do them part. That's a shame, man. That sucks so bad. Because those people, they're probably really good people, too. Yeah. Paying for a helicopter, they probably do pretty well, let's assume. And then just on their wedding day, I love you. I love you. Well, I saw you posted that plane today that was trying to land, and then it hit the, uh, the car, and the wheels oh, yeah. came off. Are those people alive? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Everyone good. lived there. We, we, we I don't, don't know post how, videos where people way. die. Did you see that? Yeah, we got yelled at. 
That one horse video. Oh, yeah. yeah. There she, were still, she's okay. There were still, yeah, conflicting reports on that. Yeah, there's one person that tweeted us, that's my cousin. She just broke her neck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. That looks like a death potential. The internet is filled with death. I did not see the plane busted. It's, it's wild. You never see those planes fail on those, like, road landings. There's always a success story. Sully's successful. Denzel was drunk and successful. Mm -hmm. University of Michigan had a plane that went up, came down, but it was okay. So it, was it was safe. Yeah, see, there's always, like, there's panic, and then there, it seems like planes survive. Yeah. Helicopters, though. Not seems so like they do not. I don't know how Leonardo DiCaprio made it that one late night whenever he flew into his house there at Wolf, mm. when he was Wolf of Wall Street. Because mm. uh, helicopters are not, I don't think there's something to fuck around with. They're now. not sturdy. I think Bill Burr flies helicopters. He does. I watched his Instagram today, and it was him hopping behind a helicopter. I'm like, Bill Burr flies. Plane? He's a big proponent of helicopters. He always said uh, if the apocalypse, apocalypse comes or if there's some type of zombie massacre or something, it's an easy way out. Up, and then you're out. To where? You could just hover. Oh, okay. You're just going to siphon gas out of the earth? Are you I gonna... mean, you buy yourself a little bit of time at least. Oh, Helicopters seem like the last thing you should get into. No, I agree. A big, big airplane guy. Not sold on helicopters. I'm a big walking guy. I like walking. <laughs> I like cars. I love scooters. Cars. Scooter. I'm a big scooter guy. I love Huge. them. I love scooters. Yeah. If I get on a scooter right now, I'd get on a scooter. So much fun. They're so much fun. They're so safe, too. They're just a good way to get from one point A to point B. So easy. Very cheap. It's I wrote a blog easy. about that. That'll be out soon for you what to you, read. What are you talking about? Scooters. Scooters doing what? S scooters and self-awareness, mostly, was, <laughs> well, the, was the theme. What are you talking about? You know, how basically to take a look and realize, like, maybe this isn't the best situation for me. You know, maybe as an individual who's not really done a lot of athletic things lately, in the past couple of years, just kind of been sitting around, just mm -hmm. collecting weight. Kind of like a bag of bones. Losing your coordination. <laughs> yeah, you kind of look like a It bag just degrades yeah, over yeah. time. If you don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. Yeah. And then you get a little intoxicated and try and jump on one of these things and think you're 16 again. Like try to be Tony gonna, Hawk. Yeah, like you're just going <laughs> to rip up the streets. I'm the Tony Hawk on my lime scooter. <laughs> and then whoop, yeah. clavicle. How about Roethlisberger having a real strong clavicle? Guy took that tackle. I thought he was a. Diggs took a shot at you out of nowhere, unwarranted. Thank God Ben's clavicles are stronger than Nick's or something. Well, I mean, like. I agreed, but it was pretty clear he just had the wind knocked down. He stood up and he was like shaking people's hands, the doctors moving his arms around. That like, moment, fine. though, of. <laughs> you got it. Is there any feeling closer the worst. to death? It is close to death. That could be a part of this despair, death, and disgusting. Plus, like, the worse Ben makes it look the better he is. Yeah, he comes back and throws a Hail Mary, you know basically. Deep ball down the right side. <laughs> Get the Paul Pierce handicap wheelchair yeah, off the goddamn yeah, yeah. thing, and then you're ready to go. Do you have anything else that's miserable? I mean, this show was a good show until you just brought it down. Oh, yeah, here's some more. Uh, came down like the, the, the Air Force's Falcon mascot. Was oh, yeah. ser seriously injured in a prank. Some Army cadets tried to steal him, and they did something, and they broke one of his wings, and now <laughs> he has to be euthanized. Why, why would you tell us that? You could have just told the story without that last line. I now mean, I got to think about some falcon dying. These are the hard truths we have to live with. We don't. We don't just. Well, the falcon doesn't. We do. Just turn it off. You know. Oh my god. All right, Nick. your boy Pete Davidson <laughs> got himself into some more shit over the weekend. Doing what? He criticized a guy running for Congress mm -hmm. because of his eye patch. Oh yeah, Navy oh, Seal. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I saw him trending today, and I just saw a Navy SEAL tweeting about him being a douchebag. And I didn't really fully read into the whole thing. What happened? So he 
let's let's say a little risque of a joke. You know, some people some people like the dark humor like that, but this one didn't fly so well. He's getting a lot of backlash because they brought him up and he said this these this was the exact quote. Pete said, "You may be surprised to hear he's a congressional candidate from Texas and not a hitman in a porno movie." Has Pete Davidson ever been funny though? Like what is Pete Davidson? He got uh, Ariana buried him too because he said he did a promo Asking uh, something like uh, saying something like over three or something with Mary marriage. Yeah. And then she tweeted out uh, for a guy who claims to hate relevancy. You sure love clinging to it. And then she uh, released that song too right before mm-hmm. and said, thank yeah. you. Next. Have we heard that song? I have not. I have not either. Are you yeah. connected to the board right now? I can be. Yeah. We should try to listen to it. This could be a bad day for Pete Davidson. I know he uh, he really came up. He got or he got a lot of pub after the uh, Bieber roast because he had like a pretty good set. On that, I don't think I've heard it. Mm-mm. It's just, his big thing is uh, his dad died in nine eleven. He was a firefighter, oh, and boy. he and yeah, and he 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 loves the dark humor type of shit. That's why he tried to tell this joke about the the war veteran here Got with the eyeball. It. His dad died in nine eleven. He makes jokes all the time about his dad being like a burning marshmallow and shit like that. So in context, like in a stand up set, you probably hear him make fun of his dad and then make fun of other people. Mm-hmm. In the Saturday Night Live sketch, there you don't hear that. You just hear him roasting somebody. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then he goes on a real Ariana Grande rant. There, I seen that the whole thing. Oh, this is what. Thank you, next, by Ariana. Oh, Pete Davidson trending. Thought I'd end up with Sean, huh? But it wasn't a match. What? Wrote some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Huh? Even almost got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm. Cause he was an angel. One taught me love. One His taught me patience. Poor girl. Not good. One taught me pain. Fence on. He's an angel. Don't fuck with fence They don't do that on purpose, right? Fentanyl just pops into drugs that people don't know. I don't know. I don't know if people are doing it to themselves. or like I understand things can be laced with fentanyl, but I don't know of anyone who would willingly put it in there. But I have no idea. Unknown. Because you watch all those drug uh, documentaries. The cops make it sound like the drug dealers don't care if they're killing their people or not because people actually come more to the drug dealers whenever they hear that they got OD drugs. I watched that, um, that thing where that guy was driving through Indiana. Mm-hmm. Kodak, I think his name was, or something like that. He was moving meth. It was one of those uh, dope documentaries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. In the one drug dealer, it might have been in Detroit too. I don't remember which one it was. But he was like, Yeah, if people OD on my stuff, I got that OD drug. It's like, Jeez. Man, it's a crazy world. It's so sad. Anyways, let's go back. Ariana thanked Malcolm. Not a bad reality show back in the day, by the way. Next. Mm. Coming off the bus. <laughs> Next. Someone Next. just get buried as soon as they take a step Bro. off. Half a step. Next. <laughs> Did you talk about Foxy's weekend at all? I'm listening to Ariana and Pete. And he almost broke his streak. Pause. With nah, what? Not really. You don't, what happened? <laughs> Well, we uh, we went to Todd's show. We had a lot of fun. And then we went to the club after. Had a lot of fun. And at one point, I was with a lady. But I was, like, not really with a lady. I didn't know who she was. Who was other? Everybody was there? 
Uh, Nick was there. Zito was there. Connor was there. Okay, Nick. So what happened? He has his lady. They're dancing and hanging out. Yeah, it, it looked. It, it looked like this night. was the beginning of the end of the streak. Oh come on! Things this, were things were falling into place where you're like, okay, I could see this. Does this girl think this that happening. there's possibility of ending Foxy's streak? Things were close. And then what they happened? Were getting Foxy? comfortable. And then so I'm bebopping around still, having a good time, of course. Oh, Dance of course. floor, bar, whatever. And then uh, she pops up, walks over to me, and she goes, do you remember my name? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even say anything, Pat. Oh, boy. I don't even say it because I'm in a state. I'm in a state. Yeah. And I just walk away. And then I Did you night. laugh? To myself, yes. <laughs> Not at her. Not at her. I would never do that. I have respect. But I was in no <laughs> that state. Is a, yeah, that is a... it was bad. That is a laughable moment. It was bad. But, yeah, for me, I was just like, oh, well... Fuck this one up. So away. she comes up to you and goes, do you remember my name? You look at her with a blank stare yep. for how long? 30 seconds? It was quick. No, that's why. Like, it was quick. Did you give her like a, huh? And then just turn away? Pretty much. It's like, yeah, that's the way things like, you goes. won. You got me. Did you guess? You should have won with a guess. No, no, no. I didn't care that much. That's the state I was in. Oh, sorry, I didn't. That didn't. I didn't mean that to sound terrible. Oh, <laughs> but so Nick, do you think this girl will ever know that Foxy exists again, or is this over? I think it's just buried, done, dead. Oh, very. So he comes up to you afterwards and says, "She just asked me if I knew her name. No idea." He told me the next day. I texted him. I was like, "Did it happen?" Yeah. And then I got to hear this, and I just laughed to myself gleefully. Yep. You should you should get better with names, too, Foxy. If we're going to oh, no, become adults, I, I should... usually am trying to get better. Um, I usually am trying to get better. <laughs> no, 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 Zito. Hey, Zito. No, no, hey, no, no, no. Because, like, normally when we go out like and we meet a bunch of people, like your agents and stuff, I'm like, I do the name trick you taught me. Yep. You associate it with someone that you know with the same name. Yep. You just put um, their name on it. But when you've had, like, 10 billion shots, that doesn't really work out. <laughs> so... I took the yell gracefully and walked it, it off. It is a good name trick because there's not many new names coming into your life whenever you get older. Right. So just associate it with whoever the first name that you put on. So like Matt, like the first Matt I met was my brother's friend, Matt Pastorius. Mm -hmm. So anytime I run into somebody with the name Matt, like Matt Pastorius just shows up and I'm like, oh, this guy's name's Matt. And I'm like, Matt, what's up? And it's like, oh, thank you, brain, for doing it. <laughs> it's like I just associate the person with the... Uh, what they I think it's it called mnemonic device. I think it's called. Yep. I don't know. Is that really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I blow some motherfuckers' minds though when I remember their name because I'll do like an entire like mm -hmm. uh, autograph signing or something or a meeting and I'll see the person like forty five minutes later and the person will walk up and be like Pat I just saw you and I'm like oh Roger what's up man and they're like how did you remember I'm like I honestly I don't fucking know yeah. but I'm very excited that Roger Goodell's face just popped up <laughs> into my head whenever you walked in it's very interesting I'm yeah. proud of this brain of mine I don't know how long it's gonna last you told me that like the first ever trip we traveled together and ever since then i've i've it's stuck with me i'm pretty good at the name thing i'm pretty i, I do feel very good about my name my name game yeah and i'm very excited that it ruined your fucking night <laughs> <laughs> it didn't ruin my night trust me it did not ruin my night <laughs> nah. you had a good night it was so much fun todd todd's show was awesome and I'm not going to lie, there's a club downtown that we go to, and every time we go to it, it's a fucking blast. What's it called? Tiki Bob's. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, I know. Boy. That's why I had to preface oh, it. Boy. That's why I had to preface it, though, because that's not a place where, eh, Yeah, I mean, eh. dreams are made down there, Tiki yeah, Bob's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a good weekend, though. There's a lot of regret coming out of Tiki Bob's, but oh, yeah. it's also a good time. Yeah, it was awesome. That place, that place is hysterical to think about. 
Anyways, uh, good show today. A lot of fun. I hope you guys have. Do you have any other thing miserable to talk about? No, I'm done. That's enough for today. How about hockey? Any hockey talk? What do you want to know? And that's hockey talk. <laughs> hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Send us a photo. Send me a photo. Tweet me a photo of something that'll cheer Nick up. So that maybe next week is despair, discouraging, disgusting, and maybe a little. D- I don't know. I was trying to think of a D word, but it means happy. Hmm. Delighted. Mm. Delighted. <laughs> Send us a picture that will do that. Uh, me at Nick Moraldo, at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy, at Diggs, at Todd McComas. Uh, I believe we talked to Boston Connor and Zito a little bit as well. Gator McComas gets a lot of dimensions in Todd's new set. Check that out. Uh, other than that, hope you guys have an incredible Tuesday. Big thanks to George Kittle. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.